We are live. Welcome to episode nine of the High Slot Podcast. I'm here today, as always, with the boys, Bob Deuce. How are we? Snipsky. Yes, sir. Our behind-the-scenes guy, Jay Butts. How you doing? And myself, Andrew Coco Curry. How are we, boys? Fantastic. Fantastic. Happy to be in the studio with the boys. Got some good hockey um, this week. Watch some good hockey. A lot, of, a lot of moves that happened. A lot of moves that happened this week. I'm ready to dive into it. How about you, Vinny? What's up with you? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, after a, week, a crazy weekend, a lot of crazy trades. And yeah, I'm not being too specific about the weekend. Crazy weekend yeah. for, you, for you personally? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I'm sure for a lot of people. But yeah, a lot of trades went down. It was fun to see. Want to be a little bit more pacific on, the, on, the, on your weekend? Uh, yeah, I mean, I want it speak for itself, yeah. you know, like had a little too many beers and, you know, just hung out, watched the parade a little yeah, bit. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Quiet week for me. Nothing that anyone really cares about. Um, so I know we have a lot to talk about with the trade deadline happening this Monday. Our interview with Detroit's finest, Ronnie Illich. So why don't we just get into it, get in there like swimwear. But before we do, we just wanted to let you know that. We are back in the studio today, as always, thanks to Hedge Better Industries, who continues to revolutionize the sports betting industry as we know it. If you haven't already, be sure to check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. That's www.hedgebetter.com. All right. So we had a lot of deals from the deadline from this past weekend and Monday. Honestly, I'm at work on Monday, dude. My phone is blowing up like every two seconds. Like this dude got traded. This dude got traded. I'm like, I'm like at work, dude, doing nothing all day. Trying to like, <laughs> you get a trade. Yeah. You get a trade. Yeah, you get a trade. I'm like trying to like, like process all these trades, dude. My brain was legit like scrambled eggs by the end of the day. I was like, I have no idea what even happened. It was it, legit a frenzy. Yeah. So I was, I was chilling in my apartment and I was just watching NHL Network, you know, like just like when you're watching the NFL draft and it's like, ping like just like like this this person got drafted i was it was like every five minutes just like oh this guy's going here oh this guy oh this team got like seven picks and this and they took like two of these guys it was like insane dude i've like well i was so excited it was like like i felt like a like a kid on christmas morning it was crazy yeah i don't think it was like the biggest deadline in terms of like blockbuster deals but definitely like the amount of deals had to have been like the most trades i've seen in a long time so why don't we get into some of the big ones so starting with our own Boston Bruins, they made a big splash as they traded three picks, one first rounder and two second rounders, Vakaninen and John Moore for Ducks D-man Hampus Lindholm. I mean, this is the move that Bruins fans were looking for. We need to solidify the blue line. What's your boys' thoughts on the Hampus Lindholm trade for the Bees? I'm just going to say right now that last podcast that we said the Bees need to beef up the defense. They beefed up. And they beefed it up. So... I don't know if Don Sweeney's a subscriber, but I'm I'm pretty sure he is. But okay, so Hampus Lindholm, I watched him play right before we, we got in here and started recording. He is all that, but like he's all that like he was advertised. He literally just goes like stick on puck, gap control like you read about, and then leaves Charlie McAvoy to like join the rush more, gives him more leeway because he knows Lindholm's gonna be back there being sturdy on the D um on the D end. So. Yeah, the, the what we dished was definitely. I think we kind of. I think we kind of stole in home, <laughs> in my opinion, with, with what we gave up. But you see what Marshan said about him. He said he was like uh, looks and like built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he, he's, he's a, a moose. moose. He's a legit moose. What do you think, Vinny? Uh yeah, no, love love the move. Like there was a bunch of contending teams in on him too, which is 
why we had to give up this long haul of uh, picks. And a couple, honestly, I liked Euro Vagnano a lot. I thought he had some uh, potential. Big D man. He got knocked out, cheap hit during the year, injured, so he couldn't really prove himself. But hey, you got rid of loose end John Moore, which he was here for at least maybe another year, which was great. He's not very good. He's like the worst team man on our team, I think. But uh, yeah, no, love him. He's he was e- he's even. He's a five goal, seventeen assists, and he's even on the year on a team that's been kind of teetering. And he's been on a line with a nineteen year old uh, Jamie Drysdale, and he's an even. And that kid's very inexperienced, so it's an upgrade for him. Winners on both sides. Yeah, that that's impressive stat by him. Um, yeah, I thought this was one of the best moves that the Bruins could have made. We said it last week, the bees need to beef up that D line. Um, Lindholm was a guy, his name was, you know, bouncing around everywhere. I'm just happy that the bees were able to land him and at a good price. I mean, yeah, he gave up the three picks, one first rounder, two second rounders, but you know, we didn't surrender any like top prospects where I think was huge. And then we go and we sign the guy to eight years, lock him up. I mean, dude, that blue line with McAvoy and Lindholm for the next eight years, I'm just getting horny thinking about it. I know, dude. I know it's like a really, really small sample size, but like I said before we came in and recorded, I watched them play, dude. Like, it's like incredible. Like, they're just like so in sync already, dude. It's like they're already on the on the same page. Dude, I saw a video too. His first practice with the bees, like everyone's off the ice and he's still last man on the ice, just like um, catching passes on the blue line, walking the blue line, like ripping pucks on that. You know, the guy's a workhorse is what it seems like. And I'm, I'm glad Boston landed him next eight years. Hampus Lindholm. How are you? How's Wel- your sister? Welcome home, bud. Yeah. Right. Uh, you can yeah. call my sister if you want. I don't care. You're going to be years. If I had a sister, I would give her her number right now. So another big move across the league, uh, the Panthers, they made a play for former flyer Claude Giroux as they gave up a first-round pick in 2024-2025, a third-round pick in Owen Tippett. I'll give him credit now because I, I really don't want to, but Butts called it Giroux to the Panthers. He literally texted me at 2. He was like, Giroux to the Panthers for Tippett and some picks. And I was like, no way. Next thing you know, dude, deal's done. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even like – when I, when J-Butts said that, I was like, that makes no sense to me Like for he's some reason. He's got an inside source. Yeah, because he's got one. Stop playing with your boy. <laughs> So I was just like, there's no way that makes sense. If anything, I thought it like it would make more sense if you went to like the Avs or something. But I mean, they made the move obviously to the Panthers, and the more that I like looked at the roster and everything, I like when I dissected, I was like, all right, like I, I can see them making a run now with, with Drew because obviously he's got the veteran presence. He's he's been in the Cup final before and all that stuff. And I mean, without Aaron Ackboy, it's gonna be a little tougher on the on the D end right now. I don't know. I don't know when he's gonna be back, but. Definitely adding Giroux is going to definitely um, push him a little bit further. I saw something that will be back for the first round. Yeah. Blad? Yeah, may, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like they don't, that's not certain, but yeah, that's what they're expecting. We, we've seen this before. Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida, Florida Panthers. You're not fooling anyone. We know what they're doing here. Take a dive in the second period, please. Well, well, well I mean, the thing is, they're not doing an LTIR thing, though. So, like, that's not really, but like, you never know. They might pull an LTIR because, but they really can't because, like, the trade deadline is over. They didn't put in the LTIR. I think he's just like out. I'm not, I'm not too sure what, if they even pulled what, that. What was interesting about this trade is that um, Drew's agent ended up coming out and saying that um, there was only one team that Drew would have gotten trade to, and it was the Florida Panthers, which I thought was very. He wouldn't even well, consider. There was, abs, yeah, there was a lot. That was after the trade? Yeah, after oh. the trade. His agent came out yeah. and said the only way he's leaving is if he goes I, to Florida. I guess like a lot of other teams gave up. We're trying to give up a lot more yeah, the, for him. The Panthers gave up practically nothing. 
a first round pick, third rounder. Owen Tippett's a pretty good prospect, but he's been up and down in this the, year. The first round picks in two years, <laughs> too. So like that's not even this year's. No, I mean for Panthers, they definitely probably have a first. I mean, it's yeah. probably not. It's going to be far back. And yeah, it draft, honestly couldn't couldn't have been more perfect with Ekblad going down. Now you slide Drew right in there. He he's going to be a, a top six guy, no doubt about <laughs> it. And oh, he's Panthers he's, are loading up for the playoffs. It was a loading waste. Up big it time. was a waste having him on the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it was. A, I I said it. I said he was going to stay there for his one thousandth game, and then he's out. Yeah. So yeah, Claude Drew, he's chasing a cup. You know, he might get one, too, with the Panthers this year. They're loaded. And there's a chance that after the season, if whatever happens, I think he's going to sign back with the uh, Flyers just I to retire. He's going to retire a Flyer. Yeah, there's yeah. no way he's, he's going to call it quits after. he's going to retire, like, next year? Uh, I don't know about that, but I know for a fact he's going to sign. He's probably going to end up going he back to Philly. He's going to go back to Philly. Yeah, he's still, like, point per game. Yeah. Oh, he, I think he has, like, a 1,000 points, doesn't he? Or pretty close to it. Uh he's close. No, no, no. He's close. But yeah, he's no, no, he's close. close. No, he's that. He's that. He's, he's right around. Yeah. The no, no, no. He's he's nine hundred and like ninety. No, yeah. yeah he's he's something. wicked close. I think he has like nine hundred ninety eight points or something. Like he's like really close to a thousand. Yeah, so. he'll get there, Matt. Only a matter of time. Yeah, but b- big splash. Panthers landing Giroux. I knew he was gonna go somewhere. I didn't know if it was gonna be Abs. You know who who was gonna grab him, but yeah, ends up a Florida Panther at the end of the day. Um, another move, the Leafs, Toronto Maple Leafs, finally got some help on the back end as they landed Mark Giordano from the Seattle Kraken for two second-round picks and a third-round pick. They also got forward um, Colin Blackwell out of the deal, which was sneaky. What's your thoughts on the uh, Giordano and Blackwell to Toronto move? Yeah, Mark Giordano is an absolute legend. He He's an absolute vet that just knows the NHL game the ins and outs of it. He's just, he's been in every game. He's been in every situation. And I hate he went to the Leafs because obviously we're not a Leafs podcast, but um, it, it, it is a good move for uh, for the Leafs because obviously Colin Blackwell, he's, he's a local boy. Uh, he, he, he like works really hard. He goes in the corners. He does what needs to get done. All the dirty, all the dirty stuff gets in, gets in front of the net, works hard, whatever. And uh I mean, it, it worked out. They had those two in the lineup last night, and they they um, they ground out a win last night. So we'll see where that yeah, takes them. I think Blackwell's a guy. On, I like the Blackwell tri- like move honestly better than the, the Gio. I mean, Giordano's still a great guy. Um, look, you know, getting a little older, he did win a Norris a few years ago. He can still hold down that blue line. And the Leafs definitely needed help on the back end. I think they needed goaltending a little bit more, but Giordano will definitely help with that. Um, you know, those defensive woes. But Blackwell, man, he's like a just a gritty guy, like Bob was saying. He's going to be in the corners. He's going to be grinding. I think that personally is, is honestly might be a better improvement for the Leafs because they're, they're known to be a soft team, and, and Blackwell's a gritty guy, so that's someone that they need in their lineup. Soft as puppy shit. Yeah. Uh, Mark Giordano, I, I like it. something that they need back there on the Leafs uh, demon. Uh they they just don't really have any like gritty guys back there, and Giordano will be sturdy. Uh, Blackwell, yeah, from the Kraken. Kraken play a certain style of game that's completely different from the Leafs. So that kid, you add him in there, get him in the corners, probably get some gritty goals, maybe yeah. throw like get mix it up. You know, it'll be a perfect like second third liner. Giordano too, great like locker room presence. Yeah. To you know, captain with the Kraken, Undrafted. captain with the Flames. Giordano undrafted. Yeah, he, he wasn't drafted. Yeah, he's just knows. He just worked his way up. Like he attended a couple tryouts, I'm sure, or something. Made the squad. You know? Yeah, I thought it was a great move for the Leafs. 
Still don't think they'll get out of the first round. Yeah. Yo, and by the way, those Leaf jerseys, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll talk, <laughs> oh, what, talk the Beaver those. ones? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's All right. Joke. Yeah, no. We'll put that at two out of a ten. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a low-key <laughs> a fan of them. Uh, yeah. I, I, are you a believer? <laughs> I'm a Beebs guy. I like Beebs. Beebs in the but, chat. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. If the, of the Bruins, got, they just look like they look like Tampa. If that was the Bruins, yeah, they do. If yeah. that was the Bruins getting Bieber jerseys, I'd be all out. And then the retro, up. the reverse side of those jerseys are literally just Bruins jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> like they, just, they copied the Lightning and the Bees. So, yeah, dude, be I stirred, original. I stirred the pot so bad and uh, on Leafs Twitter last night. I saw that. It dude, was wicked funny. It was wicked funny, dude. So like I. Uh, <laughs> The NHL like posted like a picture of like Austin Matthews or whatever like walking out with no no it was Tavares walking out with the uh, New Jerseys, and I just I just um commented with uh the high slot Instagram and I go they want to be Tampa so bad and then like a bunch of Leafs fans oh, yeah, were just like army. oh oh yeah like are you serious dude like the Leafs like, army yeah they're like oh yeah the Lightning like stole our like home and away and and then like I was just like what are you talking about and I go and I I responded being like oh yeah those do you think those jerseys are gonna get you out of the first round bud. And then they, they just got even worse. It was pretty funny. I was all over the, the I'll Leafs I'll go at it base. with the Leaf fans all day, too. Yeah, right. They don't have a leg to stand on. No, they haven't gotten in the first round in fucking decades. It was 03, 04. It was 04. So probably the biggest deal of the deadline, and I thought it was an absolute shocker, we saw Marc-Andre Fleury head to Minnesota in exchange for a second-round pick. What do you think about the move from Fleury going to Minnesota, boys? I thought it was a shocker. It was definitely a shocker because like Edmonton and Toronto were the front runners and they must have just fumbled, fumbled the bag because my, I don't think he wanted to go to either of those teams. Yeah, it was, I think it was that. And also I don't think Kyle Dubas or, um, or the Edmonton GM wanted to give up a conditional first round pick. And I think Minnesota had that in the bag and they're like, all right, well, We'll dish it. Give them. Uh, give Minnesota us. Minnesota only gave up a second round pick. No, but it's conditional. It's it, uh, like, or if they make the Western Conference Finals, it'll it be a first round pick. Round yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't gotcha. think I don't think other teams wanted to make that commitment. And uh, I don't yeah. know why. Like like Mark Andre Fleury is still an elite. I still an elite goaltender. I I have no problem with Jack Johnson being on that team, but like you got to look at Mrazek, and he hasn't been it for them. Jack Campbell, you mean? Campbell, yeah. Oh, what did I say? You said Jack Johnson. Oh, Jack. Yeah, Jack Campbell. I'm sorry, but no. Uh, yeah, Marazic just hasn't yeah. been it. Put on them. waivers, no one even claimed him. Yeah, like that's why. Why not? Like, I guess there was a dust up between uh, the Blackhawks GM and the uh, uh, and the Leafs GM Dubis and uh, Davidson. I guess something got leaked out on uh, on the internet of their conversation. It was like text messages. Yeah, or, or it was text messages about about it about uh, him trying to trade for Flurry. And I guess he 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 dropped the ball big time. But no, oh, that's what they need. That's what they need. I mean, they're beefing up the back end, but hey, if you don't have a solid twosome to play goalie in the playoffs, you need two goalies in the playoffs. Yeah, because Cam, Cam Talbot has shown can't run you goal in the ground. yeah, yeah, exactly. Cam Talbot showed that he really can't go the distance. He obviously had unbelievable like first half yeah, of the year. All star was an all star, and after the all star break, kind of he kind of dwindled off a little bit, and then and then especially with Mark Kakinen, right? Yeah, and Kakinen kind of pick up the slack. Yeah, couldn't really pick up the slack. Yeah. So now you got Flurry one two punch. You can with Cam Talbert and, and um, Flurry with the one-two punch. You can pick and choose who you're gonna who you're gonna start for certain games, which is good. So it's that's big for the Wild, but so they still got to get in the playoffs. So they're not, yeah. they're not they're not a shoe in right now. Flur- so Flurry elevates guys, so like he'll make Talbot play better. I think because yeah. he knows that's legit. I mean, I guess I could see why some teams are a little skeptical about giving up a first rounder for Flurry because most likely it's gonna be a rental. 
you know, I think he'll, he'll probably... He, he's a mercenary yeah. right now. But, um, dude, Minnesota filled the biggest gap that they need that they had, and it was goaltending. Yeah, Cam Talbot, unreal first half, all-star, but completely different goalie in the second half of the year, and that's been kind of their main weakness, been goaltending. So that's a big need that they filled with Flurry. Earlier in the year, I was big on the Wild when they were hot. I said they were like cup contenders. They're up here. They definitely fell off. But I think this move kind of puts them right back up at the top with the best in the West. You know, they're legit cup contenders again with Flurry in between the. Yeah, pipes. Chicago is definitely rooting for the um, Minnesota Wild to at least make the Western Conference Final because that's when the second round pick turns into a first round pick. So. Yeah, well, yeah, like the Wild played nasty that one game. Like Flurry didn't play, but he was the backup and. Talbot just picked up like his game high. That they shut out. Who they shut out? Uh, some can't remember, but with the Wild, yeah, the Wild. The uh, Wild shut somebody out the next game. They had Flurry on the backup, but yeah, they had Talbot. And I, I well, yeah, it probably like like Snipsky said, dude. Probably like lit a fire under his ass. He's yeah. like, oh shit, you know, my job ain't safe. I gotta yeah. be on the best of my game. And next thing you know, shoddy. So yeah, they're gonna have a great tandem down the stretch here with Talbot Flurry. I think they'll definitely get back in the you know they'll they'll end up as a playoff team for sure, probably on the wild card. But Billy G, man, making moves. That's going Billy for Billy G. Like, yeah, they're hunting. That's they're going big for game it. hunting. They're going for it all. Yeah. They got a good team. If they can get hot like they were earlier in the year, not a lot of teams yeah. gonna stop that. I know no. they they are young. They but play you tough. Get, if you they are young, but if you give them one two more years, they're Se- gonna be seven serious. game series with the Wilds gonna be no joke. Whoever they face, because that's a tough team, dude. And like you ain't just going in rolling over the and, Wild. And the, like, and the one and the two other trades that we didn't touch on for the Wild is Delorier and Nico Sturm. Oh, Unbelievable, dude! That guy Delorier oh, scored his first goal. With the wild, I mean first the first game, game with the wild, dude, and he's a bull. And he fought too. Yeah, right? he fought, dude. He's an animal. Yeah. He's an, he. They got him from the. He got him from the Ducks. Yeah. And dude, he was a. He was they such a beast. Yeah. So like, because like the thing is, Marcus Foligno. Yeah, he can fight, but you need that guy on the ice. You can't have him afford to yeah. like do a five minute major in the, in the box. If anything, Delorier can take the heat off of Marcus Foligno from being like the tough guy, like the main tough guy on the team. You know what I mean? So like that, that was a good pick. Billy G knows what he's doing. He's won cups with the, with the penguins and stuff. So, and the, um, and the Devils. So this guy knows what it takes and like how to build a squad, a championship squad. So. Absolutely. So speaking of best in the West, the Avs, Colorado Avalanche continued to beef up their lineup as they snagged Arturi Lekkanen from the Canadians and Andrew Cogliano from the Sharks. What do we think about the moves from the Avs, boys? They're just adding to their arsenal. Yeah, um, two great offensive players, man. Uh, it's like, and they, and they just like work hard. Like Cogliano is just like a smart player. He's been in the league for a while. Cogs, and yeah. good he, veteran. Yeah, he's he's been on some great some great teams. He's been in certain situations. He he knows how to like how to respond, how to react to certain situations. Lekkinen um was on the Canadians last year when they went to the Stanley Cup final. Good year too. Yeah, so. He he's had he obviously has the playoff experience and yeah I mean I, again I, like this whole trade line frenzy trade deadline frenzy is just like nuts like this, I, this is probably like the most I think it's the most trades ever um on a trade deadline it was forty trades total nuts I, I saw I saw that on like on on somewhere like I think it was like PR bets or whatever but the uh no then they grab they grab Manson right. Yeah, defenseman. that was a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, we talked about him last week, how they grabbed Manson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Manson looks pretty good. I mean, they kind of fucked us on the over last night. How are you? Yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, so they hopefully packed. no one tailed us last night. So they beat, they beat <laughs> there was no goals going into the third period. Yeah, they beat <laughs> – oh, no, they ended up losing, right? 3-1. Yeah, 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 they lost 3-1, yeah. yeah the, uh, the, the, the Canucks played them well. Halak played unbelievable. Canucks are trying to make the play. That's why. <laughs> but, yeah, no, abs just adding to that arsenal. Obviously, the abs are all in. I mean, they've been, you know, top team in the West for the past couple of years, but, you know, I've hit that oh, hump yeah. in the playoffs. So adding guys like this, veteran like Cogliano – Guy like Lackanen, um, you know, couple, you know, offensive guys that can, you know, can be big for you come playoff time. Darcy Kemper is a beast, too. Yeah, he's been playing like Dude, he's been playing nasty. I'm already liking him having a hell of a year yeah, for, for the Canadians. For the Canadians. Too, They're yeah. not, he's stinking. He he's like a, third on he's the an even. He's an even on. Yeah. I I honestly didn't know that. I just looked up his stats. Now, I, I haven't really watched much Canadians. I know there's a few guys that are good on that team, but. He's flying I mean, under the I've radar s- big time. I've been saying abs are frauds, but the moves that they made at the deadline, I think, might you know really pay off for them. I like Cogliano. Down he's, the stretch, he's a vet forward. He's played over a thousand games. He, he, I think that's a good addition. I mean, they definitely didn't score anything the other night, but I think that's a hungry Knucks team too, trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, they got Landis going out for a bit. Yeah, once he's back, that'll be a tough big guy piece, too. But- so a sneaky underlook trade was the New York Rangers. They grabbed Andrew Kopp from the Jets and Tyler Mott from the Knox. What do we think about the move from the Rangers, boys? I love the Andrew Kopp. I love the Andrew Kopp trade. He is my boy. He's he like he's like a Swiss Army knife, dude. He plays PK and power play. Legit, dude. He's that a guy fucking does it all. animal. He just like he just does it all. Like I'm saying, like right now, a Swiss Army knife. And like I don't know what the Jets are gonna do, like getting rid of him because like. He's like pretty much like you just traded two people because of like what like how much he brings to the table. He he got an, I think he might have had an assist or two in his first game with the Rangers, like immediately started producing right away. And yeah, Tyler Mott. He's, he's no slouch either. Yeah, he's, he's a good, good role guy. Yeah, he's like he's kind of the same thing as uh Andrew Kopp, but is not as good. Like Andrew Kopp's definitely a little bit more skilled and more explosive. But yeah. The Rangers are all in too. There's a bunch of teams that are all in. A bunch of teams are dude, just are horny East, for the cup right dude, now. Dude, the East is an absolute gauntlet. Yeah. It's an arms race. Legit. So you got yeah, Panthers, Canes, Rangers, Penguins. You got, I think yeah, every, us. Like, yeah, dude, it this seems way. like everybody Lightning. out west knows like that they don't have enough because it's like Colorado. Colorado and uh, the Flames. Col- yeah. 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 It seems yeah. like yeah, it's a two-man and race wild, in the west. And then Wild. Wild are back in it, yeah. but the East, dude. Everybody was making trades. The East, East is stacked. The East is gonna make a Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's nuts. Panthers are winning. I was, I was, I love Andrew Cobb as a player. He's unreal. Uh, they gave they gave up two conditionals for him. So them, that's honestly a really good j- deal for the Jets. Two conditionals, but I would love Andrew Cobb on the. I was hoping the Bruins are gonna like, uh, like finesse some like. Uh, Jake DeBrusdale, like I know they're like kind of different players, but they're both pretty offensive guys and productive a little bit. But like obviously, Cop is I think a lot better throwing like a couple conditionals. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, talk, talking about Brusk real quick. Now that I've kind of had some time to reflect on it, I don't think it's honestly that bad of a move keeping DeBrusk. I mean, he's playing like it's the not. best he's ever played right now. You gave him the extension, so now it's like, all right, bud, like you got your payday, like. Let's go, like, like lock in, like t- time to you know keep up this performance, like because if he falls off a cliff, I'm gonna be pissed, dude. You know what I don't? He's probably under- going to. You know what I don't really understand though is Look how good you, on the first. How line, do you man. get rid of Senishin 
And uh, for for that kid, uh, Brown. Brown. Yeah, for the D-man, Brown. But, like, Seneshin doesn't play in the NHL. He's an AHL guy, and you'd be able to... He just didn't want to go to Ottawa because he has a no trade, I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, DeBras, doesn't he get to choose where he gets to go? Uh, I'm not not sure what his contract yeah, is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're giving him the luxury of looking for trades. But, like, how you trade a kid who is in the AHL for... a Decent D man, I'd say, but uh, yeah, no, I just don't yeah, understand. I, I just it. don't think the price was right for him. You know, I think teams kind of saw through his recent performance and kind of they all probably like banked on his past and how he's done. Um, and yeah, that price just probably wasn't right. So the bees like, fuck it, yeah, he's staying. I, they ha- they need a they need a legit forward for him. They should have just like been like, hey, oh, uh, Winnipeg Jets, Andrew Cup. you want Jake DeBrus, this, that, like all these picks. I would have just dumped the picks. Yeah, I was on my couch watching the trade deadline thing, and I saw Andrew Cop was still on the board for like, like who was like on the market. And I was like, come on, du- like dump DeBrus for this guy. And then, and then like, and then they're like, oh, the, um, Cop to the Rangers. And I was like, fuck. I was like, well, yeah, I guess we're keeping DeBrus. <laughs> I was like, that's never That's the mind. type of hybrid guy we need on the second line. Yeah, yeah. He'd been a perfect second second liner for yeah. sure. Sneaky move by the Rags, though, dude. Adding, adding Cop and Mott to add with like Banjo, Panarin, Kreider, like. As you can tell, they got we, it in we're this, horny for Andrew Cop. They're a young that's core, <laughs> too. The Rags, man, and then just that's more offensive help for Shesty. I mean, dude, Rags can't count them out in the playoffs the way Shesty's been playing. And Gorgiev definitely turns heads sometimes. So he's he's definitely not like a bad goaltender. No, no, he's by any means. Backup, he had back. like a forty-some save shot against the Canes last weekend. Yeah, no, he's just like he just like comes and goes, man. He's like Olmark. like one like he'll have like Olmark will have like one like kind of iffy game and then come back with another with a good one. Like you know what Give I mean? Up a couple yeah. soft. Yeah, yeah. So the Pittsburgh Penguins, they came out of nowhere and traded for Ducks forward Rickard or Rickard Raquel and they um gave it's, Oh, it's Ricard. Ricard. Yeah, Ricard Raquel. Ricard Raquel. Rickard. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell is this guy's name? Uh, Ricard Raquel uh in return for Aston Reese, Dominique Simon, and a second round pick. This pick, um, and this trade came in like at the buzzer too, dude, yeah. right before like the deadline ended. All of a sudden, Raquel to the pens. I'm like, oh pens are all in too. Yo, that guy has absolute mitts. Me and Vinny are watching that. Silky mitts. Me and Vinny are watching that game last night, Sabres Pens. And oh my God, like the, the shit that guy was like doing. He was like backhand towing, like all these defensemen. Like, I mean, granted, it was the Sabres, but he, dude, he was playing unbelievable. And Coco, I don't know if you saw like that clip, but uh, it was, uh, I, I forget who it, it might have been, no, it was Matheson. On uh, the D man for uh, for Penguins, he's a lefty, and he like tried to go cross ice from the left from the left defense, um, the, like from their zone. He's a lefty, threw it, ripped it, dude. Like you can tell he's trying to rip just like an ice, like on the ice for a pass to Raquel, but just like le- like just like soared on him, and it was a missile, and it was going towards the bench, and would have killed like literally like every single fucking Rangers oh, player. And he batted yeah, the yeah, puck down, yeah, and then yeah, and then Ricard yeah. Raquel fucking just like saw it, and it was like at his like like above his head and just knocked it down, just clean as shit and started skating. Like nothing happened. Like the guy is an absolute and the play. Like continued. Yeah. No, yeah it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It was so close, but like it was going for uh Tony then uh, with the coach of uh, the Sabres. It was like literally, no, 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 no. It was, was going to hit him. Oh, in yeah, the yeah. face. My I bad. Guess. Because it was right. I think I said Rangers. My bad. My no, Sabres. no Sabres. No, but like, I guess the commentators are like, oh, that was so, that was going for Tony. Yeah. I forget. I forget. I don't want to butcher his last name. It's like, uh, Tony or Donato something. It's uh, whatever. But like, yeah, no, he knocked it down. It was a wicked nasty play, honestly. Yeah, it was like 
like he just kept on going like it was just nothing like i was like what the yeah. fuck and then he just kept on like like other than that he was just coming in on like defenseman like whatever like zone play like in the corners just like the way he was like shifting back and forth like on his edges and like the way he was stick handling because like when he played for the ducks like yeah you can see he's a good player but like it's so crazy how much better a person elevates their game and how much they play like like how much harder they play when they play he, for a contender he, yeah he fits on like a team like the penguins the bruins because he's kind of a luxury guy he's he's he like you know how we have Pasenak, where Pasenak doesn't have to be the most defensive guy on his line because he's got guys that play really good defense on his line that's like yeah the best that, the best yeah, defenseman that's man. why they'll raquel's a good fit on a, a really good defensive team because he doesn't play much defense but he'll bury he'll bury like three a game if he's got good guys on his line I know Ricard Raquel has a lot of on um, power play goals. Yeah, I know he has a lot for the when he plays. He's for the a Dubs. he's a finesse. Yeah, he's goal got scorer. he's got thirteen uh, power play points this year. Yeah, yeah. He he's a he's an offensive weapon. Yeah, Again, he is. adding to the Pens arsenal, Malkin, Sid the Kid, Gunsel, they're uh, loading up. Gunsel <laughs> and um Brian Russ. <laughs> he's he's been, Brian Russ has been struggling of late, Rusty. but he, but he's a really solid on um, player as well. And like Raquel has some size too. He definitely has some size to him. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good pickup for the uh, Pens. That's a guy you know. I was hoping Boston was gonna pick up, you know, beef up the the top six a little bit. But him and him or Andrew Cop would have been perfect. We would have robbed the the Ducks like two yeah. days in again. A row. Pens, yeah. Pens gave up a lot though. Aston Reese, that guy's kind of a beast. Yeah, dude. He's like one of the him. best. He's a third forwards, like in the game. I think he's a third line. I mean, I'm not sure who Dominique Simon is. Uh, second round pick. So yeah, they had to give up a you know a hefty amount for uh, Ricard Raquel there. So another trade, this one actually probably legit did beat the buzzer, was the Carolina Hurricanes. Last minute, they picked up uh, Max Domi from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Again, another team in the East just loading up. Canes get Domi. What do we think about that trade, boys? Uh, I don't know because Max Domi has really hasn't really been um, producing to like his what everyone thought he was going to produce to. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he might be like a PK guy. Like, for them, I guess. I don't know. Like, maybe he might be in there with Sebastian yeah. Ajo. I, I don't see him fitting in the top six. Yeah, I don't think he's going to, like, make a huge impact. He, and he's hurt, though. Domi? Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, he's um, a lot of talent. Max Domi just really hasn't been able to find a home. He's he's bounced around quite a bit. In, yeah, in, he has. In, yeah. His, in his relatively you know, young career. Um, But, yeah, I mean... You know, you never know. These are the type of guys, you know, that like like Tyler Toffoli when he got traded last year at the deadline went off for the Canadians in the playoffs. Like this is like these are the type of trades, you know, and like no one really thinks they're big and then come playoff time, like this guy like shows out. I feel like the people that are actually like watch the NHL and are like actual NHL fans, I think you like they know like Toffoli's the guy. He's turning into like a mercenary. You're just going from team to team. Like every, like every team that's like, hey, we need like one more like solid ass player that could put the puck in the net. All right, get to get to Foley, but and uh, and like obviously like Mark Andre Fleury, they're like, oh, we need like one more solid goaltender just to like light a like a candle up someone's ass. All right, get get him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know about the whole Max Domi thing. I know he's hurt. I think he's like hurt until like next. No, nah, actually, he might be able to. Like, it might be day to day now, but I know he had he had some injury. I was because I, I was looking at the games that we liked last night, and I and I saw it in the on the injury list. He was he was on it, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the what the Canes really were thinking about getting him, but 
I'm assuming that they're going to put him in like a certain role and maybe like a PK role, maybe and like yeah, put him third, gonna, third or fourth line. His role. Yeah. I think he'll help out for the, the Canes coming. Like come he'll up. help out, but yeah, he's like, he, yeah. He's solid. He's, uh, I mean, he definitely had high expectations coming yeah, out. Yeah, he was he got, a Calder finalist his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, he's actually, he's a plus two. Yeah, not terrible. But yeah, no, he's definitely having an okay year and probably like. I think teams have high expectations for him, obviously. Because Ty Domi. Yeah. Maybe so maybe him. because of that and where he was drafted. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he playing pretty well. Like, plus two is impressive, impressive on, like, a Blue Jackets team. That, that plays, like, no defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, third line on the Canes. Maybe, maybe fourth line on the Canes. Yeah, honestly. Because they got Koki and Emmy. I can't even say his name. Kotkaniemi. So Kotkaniemi. Uh yeah, but he's plays third line, and there's no way he's playing on the third line with him. So I'm gonna say he's probably a depth piece, just in case. He's probably gonna be a little bit of ha- healthy scratch here and there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's gonna make a run. I mean, I'd be pumped. I mean, dude, <laughs> he he literally is coming from a Blue Jackets team that just like wasn't even close to the playoffs, and now he's playing for like one of the top teams of the East, dude. He's probably just like fuck it, like I'm here for the ride kind of thing, and just like put me in there when you need me, and I'll do whatever the hell you want. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, he's he's still, like, like he has promise. So, we'll, we'll see what he brings to the table for the Carolina Hurricanes. For sure. So, I think that kind of, um, you know, addresses all, like, the big trades. We're not going to get into all of them. Like, Bob said, there was, like, yeah. 40-something trades. But do you guys see any, like, winners and losers from the deadline? Well, I can bring up, like, one, like, ridiculous thing that happened in the deadline. Evgeny Dadunov. Oh, yeah, oh, this yeah. is interesting. Yeah, yeah so this is, this is something. if no one knows yet, I'm sure it's all over, like, if you guys follow, like, hockey Twitter and stuff. Evgeny Dadnoff, he's he plays for the Golden Knights, and the Knights wanted to dish him. He was always, like, they like after, like, they picked up Jack Eichel and everything, um, they, like, they always talked about how he, they were going to be shopping Evgeny at Dadnoff. So they tried to trade. What was the team they tried to trade him to? It was the... Uh, oh, Ducks. Ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ducks. So it was the Ducks, yeah. So they tried to trade him to the Ducks, like buzzer beater, like like probably like five minutes before the trade deadline even ended, and they're like, oh yeah, like here you go, and then like okay, like they thought it was like it was like a done deal. NHL comes back is like, yo, this guy has a no trade co- clause. What the fuck yeah, are you guys he doing? Didn't even wave yeah, you can't even, like what the hell? You guys can't trade him. Like what the fuck? All this stuff. So like they rejected the trade, and now he's going back to um to Golden Knights, and like they don't even know what the hell to do with him. So I'm I'm pretty sure that he's also gonna be like a healthy scratch or like be like in the. I don't know if a healthy scratch, but he's probably going to be in the lineup somehow. But, like, that's another, like, thing. Like, the thing about the Golden Knights front office, which bothers me, they just, like, I feel like they kind of, they're like chickens with their head cut off. I feel like they just kind of run around and just do things because. Bob against the Knights uh, management. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. What the, I, I don't agree. <laughs> oh, going down this rabbit hole again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't agree. What, what the hell? And it, head coach. Yeah, like I just don't agree because like what what they do in the front office because the whole flurry thing like getting him thinking Laner's the man and everything and Laner's not the man clearly, but yeah, and then the whole like how do you screw up a trade like that like you know what I mean? So I don't know. That, that, that that's all I gotta say yeah. about that. No, I I agree with you. You feel way more strongly about it than I do, but yeah, no, they they've goofed it. I think they've been goofing a lot of things. 
Like that kid yeah. Krebs on on the save is that kid is dirty. Yeah, getting rid of Krebs was dumb. Alex talking right now. Wasn't was dumb. that kid playing up with uh, up with the big club, dude? That kid's nasty. All Vegas cares about, because obviously it's Vegas, they want to put on a show. All they care about is like you, you, you know, like uh when when you do go for entertainment, like I actually I, I was gonna say, like, I was gonna make an um an analogy, but I'm not gonna say because I know it probably make me sound like an asshole. But I, but the thing is about so Jack Eichel. And all that, like they got Jack out because like he's he's gonna put ass in the seats and everything. Like obviously Vegas is like big on just like crowds and being the huge entertainment piece. And like, they but want the, big names, yeah, there's one big names. But like, the thing is, at the end of the day, you can't just go like just stack your team. Like this isn't NHL 22 where you can just stack names and they're gonna be nasty. And you guys gonna go with, like right off into the sunset. You got you got paying like you got rid of paying crabs like Vinny said, Alex Tuck. Like those are two guys you can build a franchise around, but. I digress. The whole the whole Evgeny uh, the whole Evgeny Dadnoff thing like it was it was so just ridiculous. What do you think about that, Coco? Um, I thought it was hilarious, dude. He was just like, "There's no fucking way I'm going to Anaheim." <laughs> like, I don't blame him. So, um, but yeah, it was just interesting how that ended up playing out. Well, honestly, my winners from the trade deadline. Number one, I got to go with the Minnesota Wild, landing Mark Andre Fleury for almost a bag of pucks, and that's about it. Um. But yeah, they filled the biggest gap I think that any team needed. Wild went out and got a stud and a guy that could, you know, you know, they could ride his coattails all the way to Stanley Cup Finals. So Wild, the probably my number one winner from the deadline. Um, probably sound like a homer here, but the Bruins, Hampus Lindholm, thought it was an unbelievable trade that they got a, a young kid, locked him up for eight years. We didn't have to give up any big prospects. I know like Lizelle's name was out there. There was like, there's no shot in hell addition. Yeah, this kid. He's so gonna be nasty. We kept our young prospects, got a good you know, 28-year-old defenseman Lindholm is going to be here for the next eight years. Um, kind of locked down that blue line. Thought the Bees are winners from the deadline. And then also winners from the deadline. Uh, most people probably don't realize this, but I think the Ducks and the Kraken both won the deadline. Um, yeah, they dished a lot of their guys. Um, but a lot of picks. Yeah, the amount of picks they both just got and like the young talent they have, like Ducks, well, you know, they, they're well aware that Ducks are well aware that they're not going to be competing for a cup this year, probably not next year, maybe not in the year after that. But with the picks they just got and the young talent they have, like Zegris, uh, Drysdale, you know, those young, young guns, um, they're loading up for the future. And then they're going to be a scary team in the next, you know, five, seven years and somewhere in that range. Same thing with the Kraken. I mean, they, they were realistic with where they're at. They were um, extension team, you know, kind of got screwed by the um, the extension draft this year. Like Vegas, like got handed this unbelievable team. Yeah, Kraken got to do it the hard way. But again, they they dished some guys that they probably knew weren't going to come back, um, and they got some got some assets out of it. So Ducks, Kraken, both thought they also won the deadline. Yeah, like the, I, I agree with your um your Ducks take because I mean the one thing is that also they got rid um, rid of Ricard Raquel and like they also got to like draft for his spot pretty much because they I don't think they got anyone in the pipeline to take that spot. And and also John um John Gibson, he's still pretty young. Like I wouldn't say like he's still like 27, 28. Like he's probably gonna be playing there for like definitely a little bit like probably like five or six more years, I would assume. Probably maybe a little longer than that, depending on if he stays healthy. And yeah, like I mean Lindholm get like getting rid of Lindholm is definitely a big um loss too for them. But again, like they have the draft picks, the yeah. draft if they just draft correctly. Like but I mean, it's like they could dish these guys now, get something in return, or wait for their contract to run out, and then they walk away and they get nothing from yeah, it. Yeah, so exactly. I thought yeah. it was a smart move from both the Ducks and Kraken. High risk, um, high reward. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Oh, so uh, my my winner, I think my winners definitely like I agree with you guys. Like Bruins, that was that was a hell of a move. Uh, yeah, no, I'm honestly the the sleeper I'm going with is Ben Sherratt, uh from the Canadians to the Panthers because they they just literally lost one of their big defensemen, Ekblad, and now they got to replace him with Ben Sherratt, who was my I was honestly down for him to come to Boston and. We ended up getting Hampus Lindholm, which is uh, my second winner for the boys. He has, uh, a, he has an assist tonight, yeah, by the way. And, and one guy, was we were we were raving about him earlier, was uh, Andrew Kopp, which would have been a perfect fit for the Bruins, but we didn't have enough to give up because we got Hampus Lindholm. Some losers I saw from the deadline. I got a couple. Chicago Blackhawks. You gave up Marc-Andre Fleury and got practically nothing in return, and in that team is... Yeah, you know, as bleak as it gets. Yeah, like, and, I don't and they, know if you're a Chicago fan, like you have practically nothing to look forward to. And they dished Haggle, Brandon Haggle. Yeah, and, they, and he was like one of their best forwards, so yeah. other than obviously Kaner and the Brinket. But like, I don't know what their plan is. That's what I'm saying. They have no plan. Like they got some guys who are you know still in their prime. Kane, um, Taves, if he can figure the it Brinket's out. The Brinket's a beast. Um, yeah, Brinket. They're not like necessarily that young. Like. Kane might have, you know, a couple more years at, at the level he's playing right now. But, like, yeah, what's their plan? What direction are they going in? You gave up your star goalie for basically nothing. Um, yeah, I don't know what the Blackhawks are doing. Uh, my other loser is the Edmonton Oilers. Right. right. They didn't do anything. Big weakness, do and, big weakness in, in between the pipes. And they went out and got no goalie. Yeah, and then no, nothing, nothing. For, yeah. for a team that has, you know, two of the best players on the planet – um, didn't help out those guys yeah. whatsoever. So yeah, no, that might sure be worse. That might doing. be worse than McDavid. McDavid's probably gonna leave there in the next like year or two. Yeah. Like he's probably he's probably he's gonna be like, like, what the fuck you guys are doing? You know but, what I mean? But I feel like there's a Canadian loyalty there though. Also, like they just ah. they love playing in Canada. Like he's a Canadian kid. But no, I it's not the it's yeah, not right. the it's not the uh, it's not the NFL or you know uh, the NBA. You know they don't. They show loyalty. The These NBA? guys, most of, most sick, yes, yes, sick sack league. Uh, but no, I no, but I like, dude. It's not the. It's not these guys show loyalty because they get drafted. You know, and then he's a Canadian kid too. He, Oilers or Gretzky? I don't know if I see it. But oh my my loser. Uh, I would definitely say. Uh, oh, who the hell did I have here? I had it in my head. My bad, boys. You can you <laughs> can go you can go next. Snesky dropped the yeah, ball. no, I definitely dropped the ball. Bastard. I had I had something, but you guys, I got a, <laughs> cut off track because I was talking about uh, McDavid. Yeah, no, I agree with Coco with the Blackhawks one because, like Coco said, they they like literally just gave up their star goaltender for like legit no reason. Um, I mean, like they gave him like they like gave him up for nothing. Like, yeah, this is a conditional first round pick. But that's if the Wild do make the Western Conference Final. And, like, there's probably a good chance they probably won't because the way they've been playing lately. And, uh, I mean, like, I mean, they, they shut out a team, but they, they've been, like, on the decline for sure. Like, they're not even shooing for the playoffs at this point. And, like, Jonathan Taze came out and was just like, oh, like, it sucks seeing, like, like I had some good friends that just walked out this door. Uh, I thought we had, like, other, like, plan like other intentions or whatever i wasn't aware of all this stuff so you got you got your captain that's not even happy right now of like what the hell they're doing there have been rumors of patty kane leaving and the brink was going to follow like it's not it's definitely not a good future ahead of a chicago blackhawk 
yeah. like fan at all. That, like, I'd be dude if I was a Chicago Blackhawk fan, I'd be fucking oh, pissed. Oh, I have my no my my loser right. my loser. He's got it. Yeah, no, I now I no I worry. got no I I had I had to be reminded. He just needed one more the, Bud Light. He's yeah. good. <laughs> the Philly Flies don't like they got jack shit. Yeah, they right just there. gave up Justin Braun. That yeah, was it. Yeah, they they get no Owen Tippett. Giroux. Yeah, no. They, yeah, they gave up Justin. Yeah, Justin yeah, Braun. no. Well, they got well they got Tippett, but yeah, they gave up Giroux and then. Yeah. That, that ain't it. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and then they got a 2024 first-round pick and a 2023 third-round pick. They're just like, all right, go go ahead. You know what I mean? Like, maybe well, you they, come they, back. They know they stink. If I was a Flyers fan, I'd be pissed. I'd be so pissed. That's like getting yeah. rid of Bergeron. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Bergeron, go get a cup, bud. Right. And we're just like, what but, the fuck? But this guy's <laughs> more skilled than Bergeron, though, too. Whoa. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Uh, offensively that's skilled. That's a hot yeah. take. No, 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 no. He's offensively more skilled, but when it comes to like when it matters, oh, like kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm saying more skilled offensively, but like defense. Bergey yeah. brings more to the table. Yeah. He's an all more all around, but like he's pretty close, Drew. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our little trade deadline fiasco. Not a bad job, boys. A lot, lot of, lot of trades to go over there. That's yeah. Dude, I have an. Give yourself headache. a pat on the back. <laughs> I'm about to have an aneurysm. Yeah, I think I did earlier. Oh, I've, lo- I've lost a couple brain cells after this whole deadline. <laughs> you know, between the Bud Lights, yeah. we're slugging back and these and all these trades, dude. I'm fucking my head spinning. For the record, I'm sober. Same. Put it on the record. <laughs> Not so much last week. I hate yeah, being sober. <laughs> all right. Um, what do we think? <laughs> I think this would be a good time to turn over today's guest. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. Right, let's, let's go. Let's do it. Let's Enjoy. turn it over to today's guest, Detroit's own Ronnie Illich. Today's guest is one of Detroit's finest. His family has been a huge influence on the Detroit community for over several decades. Please welcome to today's show, Ronnie Illich. How's it going, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. So, Ronnie, your family is very well known across the country, especially in the Detroit area. Your grandfather is the founder of Little Caesars Pizza. And if I'm not mistaken, Illich Holdings owns the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Red Wings. Can you give us a little background info on how that all started? Um. Yeah, so, I mean, started with uh, my grandparents, you know, back in the... Uh, 1950s i think uh my grandpa was playing baseball at the time i know he had just went to the service he was a marine for four years and when he got back he was he wanted to play baseball and then i think after a short short-lived career he uh you know he had a he had a thing for pizza he worked in a bar and uh, he made pizzas in the back and actually during his time on the road with the tigers i think he was with the AAA farm team at the time um you know, he was going on the road. He didn't see any pizza places. So that's where he kind of got the idea of starting his own shop. And then, you know, him and my grandmother, you know, started with like one, then they got three, then they had five and kind of built the dynasty from there with just, you know, little Caesars, um, started having success. Um, you know, he was always a big sports fan. Um, you know, with the, just baseball in general, you know, it didn't turn pan out for him playing baseball. So, you know, he was always a fan, though, big hockey guy. Then he had the, uh, you know, inclination with, to start, you know, a hockey program for Little C, you know, sponsored by Little Caesars. And I think someone came up to him, I think in the early 70s, you know, hit him with this idea, you know, hey, Mike, you should sponsor a 
a hockey team. I think it started out at soft, started out as softball, but then it transitioned into hockey. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, current NHL guys, past NHL alumni, you know, all went through that program. <clears throat> so he always had, you know, a love of the game for both hockey and baseball. Um, and then I think 19, yep, 1982, um, you know, him and my grandma purchased the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Um, and then, you know, on 10 years later, uh, purchased the Detroit Tigers in 1992. Wow, that that's so, an unbelievable story. Literally starting yeah, from the uh, ground up, brick by brick, huh? It went from playing. Extremely, <laughs> extremely blessed, you know, extremely grateful to, you know, be a part of it and grow up in such a, you know, great family. Um, you know, he's very, very cool dude. Um, yeah, he was, he was a lot of fun too. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Sounds like your grandfather was literally just, you know, blue collar guy, brick by brick, started out uh, minor league baseball and started slinging pizzas. Next thing you know, sponsoring, you know, Detroit Red Wings and the Detroit Tigers. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a big entrepreneur move for sure. Sounds like a yeah. big one. Yeah, I think he definitely yeah, definitely made the crazy. right move for sure. And in the uh, minor league baseball career, pursuing something else, looks like it worked out for him pretty well. Yeah, it did. You know, he got him, you know, he got the wings at such a weird time. You know, the wings were, you know, known in the 80s as the dead wings. Um, you know, they were really bad. And I think when he got Jimmy Devolano first, I know that was one of the biggest key moves he made was getting Jimmy D involved. And, you know, obviously the first famous draft pick they had was Steve Eiserman. So, um, you know, and then from there on, you know, they kind of, you know, he took over that team. So it sounds like, so he inherited the team before that dynasty happened in the nineties is what you're saying. Yep. Yep. They were, the wings were really bad. I mean, I think at one point they were giving out cars to, for people to come to games. <laughs> wow. That's not, that's pretty desperate, but that's so crazy that like he lived to see like the whole like build up to it though. That's, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, you know, they struggle. I mean, they didn't struggle, but, you know, they, they missed it a couple of years. 95 Devils, I believe it was 95 Devils, 96 Colorado. You know, we, we had a lot of built up years before we even got to our first cup. You know, we had our Probert era. Um, you know, there was, there was a lot of teams that, you know, didn't get it. And then finally, you know, 97, you know, we got to get our first cup in, I think, 40, 42 years. Wow. Yeah, you guys reigned tired on the NHL for a while but with that little uh, dynasty you guys had. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty crazy, you know. Then, then Russian Five, that was a, oh, yeah. you know, I was you know I'm 28, so I was you know, I was a little young at the time, but you know, looking back, you know, I you know I see these guys, I see you know Igor at the rink, he'll he'll be skating you know locally here with you know some Russian guys that he's trying to train either for the KHL, NHL. He still skates. I know Larry Murphy still skates sometimes. I'll see, you know, some of the guys up there, Mickey Redman, our announcer, he'll skate. He'll skate around. These guys are still pretty active, too. So, um, so growing up in Detroit, obviously a Red Wings fan. So what was it like just growing up, you know, watching that Red Wings dynasty back in the day? I mean, ended up having 25 straight playoff appearances, four Stanley Cups, and in your lifetime alone, um, do any of those teams really stand out to you the most? Um, uh, definitely 2002. Um, I mean, I think, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, butt heads with anyone here, but I think that's probably one of the best teams, if not the best team to ever win a Stanley cup in my, 
personal opinion, non-biased. Um, you know, that team, O2 team was, uh, you know, I think we had 11 Hall of Fame players on that team. You know, Luke Robitaille, Hall, Iserman. I mean, I can go on. Chelios. I mean, there was a, that one. But, I mean, for me, I think I'd go 08 just because, you know, I, I was 14, 15, 14 years old when we won the Cup. And I fully kind of got to enjoy it, understood it, got to do the buildup, you know. Um, you know, I had some guys on that team that, you know, that I feel like the NHL will never see again, like, you know, Datsuk, Zetterberg, um, you know, those two. I mean, to me, my favorite players growing up, you know, offensive players. But, um, you know, those two teams definitely, 02 and 08, you know, for me, for my generation. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like the Pats dynasty for us, you know, we kind of just grew up and just inherited that, yeah. you know, that fortunate dynasty that the Pats had in the early 2000s. Yeah, we don't, we don't have that here. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, the yeah. F- football is a different story, but hockey has been very successful. Yeah. So, you know, Stevie Y, we talked about him a little bit, former Red Wing. Now he's the GM for the Red Wing. So have you had the chance to ever encounter with him, talk with him? He's been doing a great job building the team that they have now. Um, I mean, you know, see him around, you know, the arena, like here and there, but not, you know, I don't like directly, you know, I kind of let him do his work, you know, it's like the last thing you want to do is get, get in their business and whatever. But, uh, you know, I think he's done a great job so far. Um, I think some NHL, you know, young rookies that we have right now are already kind of showing that, um, you know, he's gotten rid of some big contracts that we needed to get rid of. Uh, he stocked up on draft picks, which I think was huge. I mean, the city was like, I mean, act like we won the cup again when we found out we were, we were getting them back, you know, um, long time coming. I, I think feel like everybody knew it was happening. I didn't even know, you know, it was happening, but, uh, when that happened, that was a big, big deal here. Um, and then Lidstrom just signed on too as, uh, as a uh, vice president as well. So that was another big thing. Our front office is is like stacked. Getting the gang back together. Yeah, a lot of cham- you know? a lot of championship pedigree in the front office. The thing about CBY too, like I can see you guys are pretty excited because the way he just like absolutely just like made the lightning a wagon for like years to come. That was his masterpiece. So like looks like you guys are next in line with the CBY CBY connection. I hope so. I mean, I I mean, I see a lot of you know uh, good prospects that we have. You know, Edmondson. Um, you know, I think cider is an absolute unit. I love cider. Brag. I love yeah. it. I mean, I can brag about that. Yeah, he was only played, you know, what, three quarters of a season. I can brag about him all day. You know, he's it's really good. I'm just like really excited to see. I think everybody's excited to see like what he'll turn into. I mean, he's he plays physical, he's got really good hands, he's always he's always in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, Lucas Raymond's another really big, big player of ours that, that kind of stepped in and just got acclimated real quick and, you know, he's doing his things. He got his 20th goal last night. I think it was last night. Yeah. So yeah. One of the um, Calder favorites, him and Sider as well. Both Calder favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Nadalkovich too. I mean, it was a nice move. We, we basically got him for, you know, for free. Um, the Verona trade was huge. I feel like we won that one. Oh yeah. He's a good player. And he's he's had four and four goals in seven games since he's been back. You know he had a pretty big shoulder yeah. surgery. So I think that was a steal for you guys. Definitely that was a good one. I think we just yeah we just moved Letty too. Letty for uh, 
I forget how to pronounce the guy's name. Um, you got, one guy from the Blues. Yeah, from the got, Blues, right? one guy. Yep. And then the Mesnikov went. I didn't kind of. I don't know. I was a little sad to see him go, but he's he's a good player too. But I mean, yep. he put a lot of young guys on the ice. You know. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have established a great young core. Like we said, like Dylan Larkin, young captain, Mo Sider. I mean, I think you got to give him the Calder at this point with the year he's having. He's an absolute beast. Lucas Raymond, Bertuzzi. I think everyone's excited to see how good this team's going to yeah, be in Larkin a few too, years. Right? Yeah, Larkin too, right? Yeah, Dylan Larkin's a beast. Not to mention the captain. Larkin's a savage. <laughs> yeah, he's Larkin. Larkin's had like a pretty breakout year for sure. So has Bert. Um Bert's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like, you know, he can't play on, the, you know, Canada, but I wonder what would happen if, you know, we made the playoffs, what would what that scenario look like? Right. But, um, and we had to play like Toronto or something, but, uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of good pickups that they've had. And, you know, I think the big thing was getting rid of, uh, contracts, freeing up cap space. It's, that was a huge thing. Um, we definitely had some contracts there that, you know, guys were getting older, they weren't playing better and, uh, you know, but I think moving forward, I think everybody's pretty confident about where the team's going. Yeah, for sure. They're going to be fun to watch. Um, so you guys, you have the young core. So what do you think it's going to take now to kind of get that team back to the next level where they once were? I think it's like gold. Is it goaltending? They just need a couple more pieces up front. What, what do you think it is? Um, I mean, it, I think everything starts with goaltending. That's That's just my personal opinion. Um, I think, you know, in defensive core as well. Um, and I think that's something that he's probably really honed in on, um, as well. That's the team, but I mean, offensively, I think, you know, get one or two more of those, you know, second or first line guys to pair up with, you know, Larkin, Bertuzzi and Verana. I think that'll be huge. And, you know, you get one more guy back there with either, you know, Heronic or, um, Cider. I think that'll be that would be a good pairing, but I don't know. Our goalies, you know, they played well, but they just, they've uh, struggled as of late. Like up, I think around Christmas time, we had, we had a playoff spot. You know, we were, we had, we were in the playoffs. Hey, at the time. The I know, it's tail. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We were trailing you guys, like we we're going, but you guys, I think had three or four games in hand. So you guys are pretty safe in, in that regard. Yeah. So you guys traded for Oscar Sunquist and uh, Jake Wallman. Yeah, those are yeah. the two. Yeah, no, that's okay. I I like that trade for you guys. I think the big thing with that was physicality. You know, yeah, big guy. Wallen, yeah. Wallen's like a big. He's like six three, two fifteen or something like that. Big dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. They both been. I think they've been to the cup too. So there's some uh, grit there. Definitely from the Blues too. Yeah, good veteran presence. Yeah, I mean, even though you guys aren't having the best season, like. Still, every game's competitive, and it seems like almost every game there's like some sort of you know scrap or brawl. Like you guys are literally just a goon squad out there this year. Like you guys should have seen the first game of the year. It was first game of the year. You know, I was kind of like, you know, wondering what was going to happen, and um, you know, we're playing Tampa first game of the year. You know, Cup champs and go out. I think at one point we were up in the game in the third period, six to three, and Tampa came all the way back but it made it seven, six and OT tons of brawls. I mean, these, I think that's like a new rival of ours, actually Tampa. But, uh, I mean, just from day one, like everybody could kind of tell it was, uh, definitely a different team. Yeah. That game we went to was an absolute bloodbath. Who'd, who'd they play? Uh, that was, um, 
Kraken? Uh, no. They went to overtime. Um, no, they played Vancouver, I think. So Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was... Place was place was pretty live too. I mean, it's always fun to see that. Yeah. Do Do you feel like the fans are getting back into it in Detroit? I know you guys have a couple down years. The like, were the fans like ever out of it? Have they? You've always had like a solid, you know, faithful. You know, core. I think the fan base is pretty solid. I mean, we have yeah. some of the best fans in the world as far as hockey goes, if not the best. Um, you know, be you know, it's just how it goes. Sometimes, you know, you got to stick with your teams when they're good. I mean. You know, 25 years of straight playoffs for me, it, I mean, just as a, you know, family member, you know, and then as, you know, as a part, as a fan, you know, it definitely sucks not being in the playoffs, but at the same time, we had a lot of great years, like a lot. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like the Pats now. Like, you got to be thankful of what, what they've done in the past and just accept kind of what the, the present is, but definitely a bright future for you guys. And is it Detroit? You guys throw the squid on the ice? What's the, what's the background behind that? Um, well, I know the squid represented for the eight legs it had for eight, because back in the day it used to take eight wins to, uh, win the Stanley cup. So that was, that, that was the significance behind the squid. Why it was a squid. I don't know. Um, I should probably know that. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, it's a huge tradition. Like it's, it's a big thing. Every playoff game, like it, it's not, it's never not happened. You know, um, now people got to get a little more sneaky about it because I know there's a lot of uh, like activists or like animals groups or something like that. that get, yeah, Peter. <laughs> watch out. Yeah, watch yeah out. I know. It's, it's, I mean, it's a very big thing, you know, so I, I know now they have to be a little bit more secretive about how they throw it, I guess. Yeah, I've seen some videos of some people like strapping it like. Like under their shirt or something like that. It's like Mission Impossible bringing it into into Little Caesars and throwing it in. Dude, I was like a little kid when they they tossed that game. I was so excited seeing that on the ice. Yeah, it must have been sick to see that. So sick. Yeah, and it's cool. So our Zamboni guy, his name's Al Zabakov. He's been with us for, um, you know, he's been in charge of the ice for, I don't know, 20, 30 years maybe, maybe even longer than that. But, I mean, every time he gets it, he's known for, like, twirling it, you know? (laughs) Like he's had some crazy ones. If you look it up on YouTube, it's nuts. Like he's had some ones that are like this, this. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I love watching the Wings play personally. Like just you know, it's never a dull game. They're always into it. Like it's it's definitely not easy, no matter who you are, to go into the Little Caesars Arena and and get a win in their barn. Um, which it is the Little Caesars Arena now, if I'm correct, right? But before it was the Joe Lewis Arena, and correct was that something that your family um like kind of built up the joe lewis arena uh i believe the joe was already there joe was there since i think like 1970 um so i i think the the previous owner had owned it and it already had its name up there um for you know x amount of time and i think we just kept it that way for a while i think at one point the city owned it it was like a big big thing but um yeah what was it like going to the games back in the Joe back in the day? Joe is the best. Yeah. So we kind of, um, you know, again, just cause you know, our, you know, as our family, like we, we, we happened to park where the players had parked whenever we had go into games, leave games. So it was really cool. You know, you get to see those guys, you know, walking in and out of the arena. It was, it was kind of like first class, like service kind of going in and out. But, um, you know, Joe is like historic place, you know, we had four cups there. They had the big brawl there, you know, we had 
so many memories. That, that place was legendary. Yeah, I saw you guys went 12-1 and one in the Stanley Cup Finals from in 97, 98, and then 2002. You guys swept the first two cups and then went 4-1 and one, uh, in 2002. That's, that's pretty impressive. Looks like you guys never really lost on your home ice. That's nuts. Yeah, it's it's uh miss definitely missed the goal horn. It's it was a different tonage there with the uh with the goal horn from uh the transition from LCA to to Joe. But I mean, yeah, those those I don't know, it's just a different feel. Yeah. You guys have always had the garden, you know? You don't you don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, we don't know what it's like. like. Yeah. It's always they always don't knock anything down. It does look sweet though. I, I, when I was back there, when was I last there? I was there, Wings, uh, you guys beat us real bad early in the year. I think it was like 5-2, five, 5-1. Five, October, I think. Yeah, yeah, I came out there then. And then, um, yeah, the place looks sweet, man. They they built like so many bars, like retail and looking pretty corporate in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> Stuck right in the middle. Probably getting a little more expensive too, I bet. For sure, yeah. Yeah, tell us yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, it costs you a pretty penny to get a buzz on the garden nowadays. Yeah, that's I for think sure. it's probably most expensive. Has to be. Around the league. $15 beers. Same with like Fenway too. That's like the same thing. That's right. That's right around where I met uh, Justin at uh, down at Greatest in uh, Causeway. Where's the Causeway? I was at the Greatest when you saved my life against that kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say going go to that one. No one picks on Justin. Let's put it that way. I was gonna say I know Jay Butts knows a million people, but yeah, how the hell did you guys become friends? Just just out in Boston one night and just um, you know, it's crazy. So when I moved to Boston, it was it was a really crazy time in my life. Um, I had moved me and me and my uh, wife now at the time she was pregnant with our first child. I was twenty four. Um, and we just wanted to change the scenery. I looked at some places. I ended up looking at something in Central Square. I didn't really, wasn't educated on the area. Just, it was a nice place. And I uh, didn't realize where I was kind of at right there off Mass Ave. And so oh God, uh, <laughs> I only kind of went to bars around there. So, and just like restaurants and going out, you know, obviously I was, she wasn't going out drinking or anything, but I was just trying to go out and have a little fun in, in the town. And, uh, so I was like, one night I was like, let's go downtown. She's like, okay, let's go downtown. I was like, all right. So I went in this bar Causeway and I met this uh, dude named Blackie. He's a good friend of ours. And uh, just through him and going, hanging out with him, he introduced me to plenty of people around the Boston area. And Justin's one of them. And we just kind of hit it off since. Absolutely ripped it up. Yeah, we had, we had uh, I'm sorry you had to uh, encounter Jay Butts. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, probably the most unfortunate uh, moment in your life. <laughs> so definitely miss it out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love to have you back anytime. See, that's why he moved back. <laughs> yeah, he wants to get wild. He'll enjoy you from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think hey, Patty, that was that was different. Just because the last uh, couple of days ago, that was the. Most fun I ever had on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, St. Patrick's South, Day in Boston. South yeah. Southie is oh, it's a scene out there. That was yeah. that was uh, it was definitely hilarious. Oh, that's something we we've gone to as like like middle school kids up in until all the way through high school. I'm like I wish I was still. In I've high seen school, some of the there. dirtiest shit at, <laughs> at, at, uh, on, on that day out of anything I've ever seen. 
nothing worse when you're like 13, 14 years old and you go to bed at like like Sunday afternoon after the parade and you wake up at like one in the morning just hung over a shit. You're like, I gotta wake up in like four hours of school and be like a human. I've seen like a legit war scene like at that, at that parade pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, definitely seen some things I'll never be able to unsee yeah. at the Southie yeah, no, parade in no Boston. Sh- no shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's my wife's birthday too, so it's a, that's always a problem. I just, just got to sit there, and she's just getting shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> she's all the right it's to. Not though. a bad day to have it. So I think everyone has seen this viral video of the London Knights player Antonio Stranges, if I'm uh, if I'm pronouncing his name right. But he goes end to end, just working elite edges, weaving through the entire opposing team, and then buries a goal. I've actually been told that this is your guy. Yeah, no, uh, I met him through my cousin. Yeah, so he's uh, yeah, he's a pretty good friend of mine. Um, you know, you know, he's a little bit young. He's like twenty, I think he's like twenty years old. Um, but yeah, he's a really good, really good dude, good kid. Um, works really hard, man. I, I mean, like, I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing today? Oh, I just got done skating here, and then I got to go back to go do another lesson on shooting. And he does like three days in his off season. It's nuts, but uh. Yeah, he got drafted by Dallas. I think he just got actually signed to an entry level contract too. So good shit. He's uh he's definitely showing out for sure. Have you uh have you talked to him since he went viral or is he big leaguing you now? No, I talked to him. Yeah, I I, I sent him it. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, I mean, just by that goal, I can tell that that kid works hard. Like the edges he has, yeah, like yeah. I was like, how the hell is he even like elite edges yeah, activated? Elite. <laughs> Yeah, I've never I'm seen correct. someone say it like that. If I'm correct. He told me I think he works with like a um a figure skating coach. Right. All so the like I, yeah, that's all they do now. Twelve three style or something like that. I, I don't know what is that what they call it? Twelve three, twelve six or something like that. Yeah, they skate grades. We never had that as kids, but yeah. nowadays, like kids, that's all they're doing. Cause I like where I'm coaching for like this youth program, like they're like, Oh yeah, so they're gonna have skills on Monday and then Wednesday's gonna be figure skating. I'm like, figure skating. I'm like, when did that start? Oh, whatever. And they're like, yeah. And then after the figure skating, is going to be like a team practice. I was like, dude, these kids are going to be skating better than me in like probably six months. They're going to be coaching you. Probably. <laughs> no, that kid's got wheels for sure. Yeah, he can, uh, yeah. That's, that's just, unreal. That's just he's like, only 20. Yeah, it's wow. Yeah. So he's uh, probably finishing off his season in the OHL and probably see him in the big league soon if he's, if he's scoring goals like that. <laughs> Maybe the wings got to make a deal for him. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You never know. But yeah, that's the thing nowadays, like with um yeah, like young skaters, it's they focus on you know, edge work and skating more than anything. It's not like it was back in the day where you can just get around being like a big body and just run people through the glass. Like you, you gotta be a good skater if, nowadays. If you like, can skate like that, no one can hit you. Like that's exactly. what it comes yeah, it down to. It doesn't matter what size you are, like if you can yeah. skate like that and weave it through people like that, like no one's touching you. Yeah, look at Kale McCarr for fuck's sake. That's what he does. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, so I did hear one other rumor that uh, uh, apparently your grandfather silently paid the rent for Rosa Parks for decades back in the day. Is that true? And what's the story behind that? Um, it is true. Um, and to be honest, I don't think anyone in the family other than my grandmother knew until after he passed. I didn't I didn't even know that. That was like probably one of the coolest things like, you know, and that's just kind of how he was, though. He's very like nonchalant. And would do something like that and not, and probably not tell anyone. It sounds just like something he would do. But uh, yeah, I didn't even know. It's crazy. That's incredible. What a guy. 
Yeah, I saw yeah, a story a pretty, on that, and I was like, "Geez, I was like, that that's there's a big backstory behind that." Like, apparently, like she, her apartment got like broken into, and they like you know beat her, and she was pretty elderly at the time. And I think he had got wind about it, and he was just like, "That's you know unacceptable," because she was living here. So um, I think she was, yeah, I think she's from here. So um, you know, she was living here at the time, and he wanted to get want to do something to help her out. Yeah, it seems like he was a great dude. You know, definitely seems like he didn't really care about, you know, like, you know, being the center of attention or anything. Just, you know, did it out of the goodness of his heart. Is it down there, dude? Yep, very, very. Uh, you know, he, he had done stuff with, you know, all of us. I mean, I had a lot of cousins. He had seven kids. You know, he raised seven kids at the time of also, you know, building, you know, his, uh, you know, Little Caesars and, you know, purchase of uh, the Wings and the Tigers. But, you know, I'd raised seven kids at the same time. So, you know, he was busy, you know, very busy family man, busy businessman. Um, but he like found time to like spend time with all of us. Like every one of my cousins, I have 27, probably 30 direct cousins that can all tell you a story of what he did probably with them at some point in time. That was special. Yeah, living the American dream. Yeah. That's the definition of it. Salt of the earth. Definitely. So uh, I'm not gonna lie. I've peeped your Insta, and it looks like you're a big golfer. So what's the handicap nowadays? <laughs> uh, seven three. Oh, better than me. Yeah, <laughs> smoke me. Yeah, seven three. I mean, it can turn into a fourteen quick if I lose it up top. You know. Oh yeah. But um, no, I mean, I really tried to work on it, man. It's a tough game. Honestly, I wish if I could just go back in time, I would. I would just play golf. Honestly. Have you always been a big golfer? Is that something you kind of picked up uh, more recently? Just uh, probably like three years ago, four years ago, and just self-taught mostly. Maybe like one or two lessons a year, just if I at my game goes to shit. But um, you know, self-taught. It's just like that's like the one time a day where I can just like focus on just playing and not worry about nothing else. Absolutely, it's always a always a great time on the course. No matter if you're shooting in the you know triple digits or if you're shooting you know low, so always a great yeah, time. Sometimes you get out with the boys, have a few beers. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. What's um what's like the home course back home? Uh, I go to Red Run. It's called and golf club. It's in uh, Royal Oak. It's uh it's been there for quite a while. Um, we actually just had one of our most famous golf courses go up in flames. I don't know if you guys heard about that. That was pretty crazy. They're uh Oakland Hills. You guys ever heard of that? I don't yeah, know if you guys yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it like yeah. caught fire, I think like a wire tripped wow. or something. It was pretty nuts. Like it's two miles down the road from my house. It's uh they just announced that they're gonna do I think the twenty thirty four and twenty fifty something US <laughs> open there. But uh, I don't know why that's so far out, but uh they just announced that. But yeah, some really good courses around here too. I think that's kind of what got me into it. With that, were you, any other sports you played growing up back in the day? Were you like a big hockey guy, baseball, or just a big uh, fan? Not too much. Not too much hockey. Uh, I mean, I played a little bit growing up, and you know, with my cousins who had played for Caesars and all the all the guys. I do uh, definitely do a lot of beer league. I probably played. I was been a beer league goalie for like uh, I don't know, like ten years. You know, it's it's always fun. We actually had a game. What's today Thursday? Yeah, we had a game last night. We we had our semis last night. We're going to the we're going to the cup in our beer league. So oh, let's go. It's oh, not yeah. a big deal, you know. Not a big deal. 
Your goalies, but, uh, so that's no, why you and Jay Butts are friends. Both sicko goalies. A couple of lunatics. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love I'd like to see him in that. I gotta see this. You never seen this lunatic in that? Dominic Hasek. I'm I'm all <laughs> oh, over the place. Dive him. Ask him about all the goals I scored on him in high school. A C Street miracle. <laughs> that's all you got. That's all that's the only thing you got in your eyes. That's arsenal. all I need. You guys still skate or what? Yeah, we do. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're still nice. into the nice. bear league. <laughs> Once a week, twice a week. I'm trying to do like two times a week. Once a month for me. Yeah, Jay Butts is washed. No, we play in a league like just once a week, pick up hour. We're actually in the playoffs ourselves. So it's like a best of seven series. I don't know. I think Team Red kind of put the nail in the coffin last week. Yeah, we kind of we, we kind of <laughs> ran away with it. But yeah, we, we do like once a week. We're trying to get into like another league as well, probably in the spring, like actually be in a legit league. This is like a pickup hour, but we're mostly trying to get into like a league now. So yeah, like beer league, you can't you, you can't beat beer league. It's so fun. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's still hilarious to me. Like you know, some of these guys, man, still drop the gloves and <laughs> yeah, they got work tomorrow. <laughs> it's Wednesday night hockey, my brother, and your guys are tripping out. Oh man, these guys literally, I think like three weeks by a teammates just drop them with with another. How intense the game is. It's like yeah, it doesn't matter what level it's at. You yeah. know, it's always intense. Must be watching too I much Red Wing. I got tossed from one. <laughs> Must be watching too much Red Wing hockey. <laughs> too much, yeah. pro, too much Probert, um, Probert YouTube videos. Get out there, is getting absolutely fired up. I, I like, I like McCarty, man. McCarty, McCarty was, oh, he was a beast. Dan McCarty leader. To, uh, well, he was a key piece to that. Uh, what was it? Oh nine team. No no, 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 yeah. no, no, he was earlier than that, wasn't 08. he? 08. Oh, he is it 08? Yeah. In 08. Yeah, just like, yeah, I think he came out later part of the year, playoffs, came in, fought some guys. Yep. But, I mean, just from the, the famous brawl, I mean, that's why he'll always be my favorite fighter <laughs> as far as the wings go. I mean, what he did to Claude was so epic. Yeah, the thing is about McCarty, too, is like he, like, threw the mitts like that, and he also just, like, produced offensively, and he was just such a – he could just do everything on that team. He was just such an animal. Yeah, that that specific '97 team. Yeah, he was he was a monster. Yeah, beast. <laughs> Jeez, how long was he on the wings? He was he was like he like came and went, right? He like he won. He, went, I think he was with. I think he was with us from like. He was with us in '94, I think '90, '94, '95, six, seven. Definitely won the cup with us. Oh two, I think. And then he went to the Flames for a little bit. Yeah, and then went back. And then went and then came back in around like 08. Yeah, he was in the yeah. league for a while and he, he was like producing at a high level and like being an absolute unit out there for a while yeah. too. Big two Definitely guy. 18 years for sure. Yeah, Lidstrom was still on that 08 team too. Yeah, Lidstrom played for like 30 years, dude. He's like the I best defenseman like ever played. 40, 41. He's the GOAT defenseman. Mr. They call him Mr. Perfect. That's what they call him. Yeah, that's what they call him. Yep. I I heard that like when you try to dump the puck in on him, he would just like stick his stick out and just knock it down, and then just like put it back in the neutral zone. I, yeah. I like he like you couldn't even get the puck past him if you were trying to even dump it in. Like Hasek he was, was the first that. Swedish captain I think to ever uh, win a cup. I think he was. I don't oh, know. I could sure. be wrong. Yeah, wow, that's a hell of a stat. If so. Caps off a hell of a career. Yeah, that's true. The guy's an absolute beauty. I, I remember growing up watching him. Man, he was just like such a. Because I grew up as a defenseman, and I just loved the, every way he played. Like, 
like just the way he played and everything just like and like the way he carried himself too like you said mr perfect like every single person that played with him was just like that guy just never like said a bad word about anyone he just like carried himself like so perfectly and just went out there and just like never made a mistake on the ice guy was an absolute beast yeah it's it's definitely one thing i could say probably about all the the red wings captains that you know i've met um you know, like just first class, nicest guy, like Larkin, you know, he's, he's literally, he'll talk to you just like how I'm talking to you now, like first class, nice dude, like Lidstrom, stop, take a picture, sign your puck, whatever you like. I mean, yeah. literally like, you know, same with Iserman. Like I've, I've seen Iserman. Um, I remember a couple of years ago at the, at Oakland Hills and he was wearing a, a Tampa Bay lightning hat. Cause he was with the lightning <laughs> at the time. It's pretty weird to see, but he's like, Hey Ronnie, I'm like, what's up what's up steve how you doing man it's like how's it going and it's you know nice guys man they've and they've been with us for so long you know lidstrom was with us for 20 years eisman's with us on and off for 25 plus years you know so um you know i don't people know he was in management too um stevie Y when when we won the cup in 08 yeah as well mm-hmm. do, do you have any stories about hedrick zanderberg because he was a captain for a little bit uh look Nothing, no, nothing too crazy stories about Zeddy. Um, I mean, he's just, he's the man. Uh, I mean, uh, I can't, I don't know what else to say. He's, um, can't think, I'm trying to think of something here. Yeah, because I've heard of a lot of people that he's got. 08, 08 Cup, I think 08 Cup. I mean, we were all, we were all like skating around on the ice. I think it was my dad's favorite. And, uh, I think my, and my dad told me like he like gave him the cup or whatever. And then I guess one of the NHL guys like came over and grabbed it away from my dad or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember the whole story. It was like him and Aaron Downey. And, uh, he was another good fighter on that squad as well. Um, but he's just a good dude, man. He, uh, he did a lot for the community. I think that was a big thing with Zetterberg. He did, I know he did a lot of donations with charity um, and I think he has like a hockey program that he used to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they still live here too. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those people stay in the Detroit area, right? Most, most of them. Most, um, I, D, you know, D max still lives here. McCarty, um, you know, some of the other, you know, uh, like some of our sweet guys, I know they went back, but I know Todd Bertuzzi's like still here. Uh, McCarty. Uh, Draper, you know, Draper still works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. on your he was on your squad for yeah, he was on a long time. Team. Man, and he's another great dude, but I mean I mean that guy busted his ass on that all our teams, man. I mean he was in grind line, you know. Yeah, he was a third line, second line guy, you know. Just Best face off, man. Best face yeah, off hold, guys. Holding a burger on, you know. <laughs> yeah, lefty burger on. Yeah, I mean, the Wings were basically just like the gold standard for a hockey team, you know, back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, that that dynasty was no joke. I mean, I, I bet they'll be back on top soon with that core that they have now. I mean, I mean, D- Detroit knows their hockey. <laughs> they'll be back. Football is another story, but hockey, <laughs> they know their hockey. Yeah, for, that's for sure. Yeah, football, yeah, football. Yeah, we, won't even, we won't even go into yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, no, they <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll they don't know. That road. <laughs> yeah, Lions, that's harsh. How you guys feel about about Brady coming back? <laughs> hey, you know he's dead he, to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, like he he was just playing leverage game. You could tell, but obviously, I thought he was gonna retire. But he kept talking like, "Oh yeah, I've, I've been together with my family for five weeks." Once I heard that, I was like, "Yeah, he's coming back. He's already <laughs> sick of this shit." And, and the maybe, fact maybe Ronaldo. Uh, 
Ronaldo was it Reeves? Or was it, who did he meet with? Ronaldo, Ronaldinho? No, it was Ronaldo. Not I what I heard on the backstory is that he went like the owners of Tampa Bay Bucks live in London, so he was in town to go talk to them. So it was like kind of like he was like, "Oh, can I get a trade?" And they were like, "Nah, we're not trading you," type of thing. So I think it was kind of a smokescreen type thing. But when I saw the video of him and Edelman throwing balls, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me, dude!" That, that, that's when I was just like, "All right, Brady, fuck you." I think that <laughs> was that was that like a fake video? No, I no, I saw the video. It was like him, like it was Edelman's running routes and Brady was throwing to him like slants. I was like, "Dude, you gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I think if he came back, you guys would all go nuts. Oh yeah, if he came back to New England. Yeah, oh, to here. Oh, I don't get, I don't get that. I, I see, like, I saw people out there. Oh, if he uh, came back to New England, I'd be tight. People are like, oh, "Fuck yeah. Brady!" Like, I'm like, "What the hell?" Am I allowed to say that? My bad. No, no, you're you're good. Good. no, no, no we, we no, let you it can say here. whatever you want. Yeah, I've said, I've said some way worse shit on here. You're, you're, you're yeah. good. Yeah, we had a we had a dump Bob a couple of times. It was so bad. <laughs> All right, easy, Benny. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I mean, the guy was the guy was the man. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, we respect everything he's done, but he's gone off the rails lately. But that's just me. Yeah, we we appreciate all the Super Bowls, but once he left, it's like, all right, you're on your own now, pal. Yeah, banning me with Pats fans. I w- I went I went last year, not uh, not this last one, but I went the year before in Tampa when he uh, when he won it down there. That was my first Super Bowl I went to. That was oh, that was yeah. sweet. Yeah. No, good for Brady winning, but very interesting. Though. It was fifty, you know, fifty percent capacity uh, um, stadium at the time because oh, yeah, it was right. like in the heat of COVID. They only allowed half the people in there. COVID ball, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, you guys got anything else for Ronnie before we let him go? Uh, I think we covered everything. Yeah, yeah, but, no, everything I had got everything. All right, hey Ronnie, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, best of luck to the Wings this year. Finish strong. Take out some of the Lightning guys for us before we head into the playoffs. We're playing them Saturday. Let's go. Oh, I'll yeah. be rooting for the Wings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys, yeah. what's what's the standings at right now? What do you see? We're you um, but we're wild card one right now. I think we play the Canes. If it's also if we just stopped right now. Uh no, we're. Oh, oh those no. guys got your number. Wait, yeah, they, yeah, they got do. our number for years. Yeah. I was looking at last night. I thought we might we're actually, be. In we're we're lightning, one point right? behind Tampa. So yeah. Oh, because oh, oh, the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Okay. We're one point behind Tampa, two behind Toronto. So if you guys can take out Tampa on Saturday and we can get a dub, I mean that that's huge. <laughs> I like I like either the Rangers, or the Panthers for the cup. Eggblad just went down. Oh, are we talking about the East Conference Finals? Yeah, Rome? they just got Giroux. Yeah, yeah. The, that, the, that's oh, the Panthers will be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Rangers got the goal. I mean, dude, they have 254 goals for. Next to them is 232. That's right. That's just in the East. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the East is probably has a lot of more goal scoring than the West kind, I think, I would assume. Because like all they have is like, I, like, I like Colorado too, man. They're they're yeah. very strong. Yeah, they they made some good moves for sure. Yeah, they got beefy. I mean, they got Cogliano. I like him uh, as a forward on the uh, like a veteran forward for them. Yeah. He's who's who's the goalie for the Bruins now? Swayman. Who's their new guy? We got Swayman. Sway Daddy. Sway Daddy. I'm playing unreal. That, that, that's just, that's just kind of a sweet name. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we trademarked it. <laughs> 
And Tuca's out on, right? He's done. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah thank God. We got, we got all Mike backing up. Oh, he's a good goalie, man. No, he was. Again, yeah. you know, no, he he was done though. Like he shouldn't even came back. It was just kind of a waste. They did a little experiment with him for a couple of games and it just wasn't working out. He's one of my favorite goalies growing up, for sure. Yeah, he was good in yeah. his like in his prime. Like obviously we yeah, we love him, but it's just like after you had that hip surgery, he came back, it just wasn't the same. He just kind of forced it, sent down Sway Daddy to, to the AHL for no reason, kind of like ruined his confidence, and then he had to come back and try to get acclimated. But been playing lights out. Yeah, he's been playing lights out ever since. So whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tuca Tuca was a great goalie. Yeah, yeah he was good. That's he just made a couple of runs. That's just how we are, man. We're we're brutal. We're mass holes. <laughs> like once you once you're done done with us, you know, we we don't care. We're, br- we're brutally <laughs> <Moving> honest. <on. laughs> brutally honest. I still I still got my pasta jersey. Hell there yeah, you go. that's yeah. our guy. Pasta. I bought that. I think I bought that for the uh, the playoffs one year. I was out there when I was living out there. I was like, I got to get one jersey. I'm buying him. Nice. That was when we saw him at Causeway. Oh no, we saw him at where, where, what was that underground bar? Um, Mariel. Yeah. Um, the one where the famous Hernandez went. Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, shit. Over in Chinatown. Was it Mariel? No. No. No, it's like under, like you go downstairs immediately upon going in there. Like, yeah, um, they had the conference, they had the pats in there for the, uh, they went to the, um, Super Bowl. They had the big party in there. Shit. Oh, I'm having a brain fire. Right <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Jay yeah, that's a long time. That was where we, I remember I, I met Pasta in there. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he seems like a pretty cool dude. I feel like he'd on. stick out like a soft thumb if you saw him. Oh, dude, he was he was he was hammered. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's a rumor. He looked like he was having the best time. That's a rumor on him. He just like gets fucked up. All those Europeans <laughs> love to have a good time. Of course, it's like Boston, like similar to Detroit. Like a lot of guys, they they'll stick around in Boston at once their playing careers are done, just because like you know the the life, the the nightlife, and everything here. It's a it's a hell of a time, but. I need to check out Detroit because I've heard good things about Detroit. It's a blast. Well, you guys, you guys got a game out here whenever you want, so just let me know. Oh, absolutely, Jay Butts. We'll have I think to... we got. I think we got you guys. I think next week. Is it really ordering the flight right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay Butts, hop on, hop on. The I'm an adopted son of Detroit. <laughs> they don't want. I you mean, no. If not, if not this season, next season for sure. I'll come out there for one. You guys come out here for one. Absolutely, that sounds like a plan, man. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Cool for sure. Check so. out the check out what Detroit's all about. Get you a high slot jersey too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are coming soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you guys got some, we got guys got a drink coming out or something. You said? Yeah, we, no, we got some merch. We got. I wish we got some ideas. Merch. We got some merch. We do have drink ideas though. We that's in the works. But we got some merch. We got some jerseys coming. We'll make sure we got one with your name on the back for sure. What's your favorite number? Uh, twenty-one. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Consider it done. Love it. Thanks. We'll see you in Detroit with the high slot jersey. Catch a Wings game. All right, bro. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for coming on today, Ronnie. Really appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Good luck to the Wings the rest of the year. All right. See you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thanks for coming on, man. All right. Great interview from Ronnie there. Mucking it up about the Red Wings dynasty. You know, the current goon squad they're assembling. Stevie Y. Um, yeah, we hope to see Ronnie soon out in Detroit Rock City. Little history lesson there, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. 
All right. Um, quickly, I just want to recap the Hockey East tournament uh, since we've been keeping you guys up to date with that. Um, last Saturday night, we had the championship game in the Hockey East tourney. UMass defeated UConn two to one in overtime to win their second consecutive Hockey East title. Man, that UMass team, they're a wagon this year. That uh, Bobby Trevino kid, a Hobie Baker finalist. That kid's nasty. Yeah, nasty. Dirty. Dirty. So, yeah, shout out UMass. Hockey's champs two years in a row. UConn was a sleeper, though, making the Hockey's finals. I think we were talking about this the other day. I was like, when did UConn get good at hockey? Like, I feel like they've only had a team for, like, maybe five years. They used to be the dumpster of the uh, Hockey East I think <laughs> not they were, too long ago. I think they were like a club team for a while, and they just went yeah, team one. right? Yeah, yeah, and now they find themselves in the Hockey's finals, losing OT. Tough. I know how it feels. Um, but, yeah, shout out Zoo Mass back-to-back. Oh, hell yeah. Um, the Tight NCAA one. men's hockey tournament starts up actually tonight. The nation's top 16 teams will be battling through the regionals for a berth in the Frozen Four, which will be held April 7th and 9th. At the very at our very own TD Garden here in Boston, um, just to note some local schools that are in this year's tourney, we have Harvard, who got themselves a matchup with the number one team in the country, Minnesota State. Shout out Johnny McGinnis, Mankato, <laughs> yes sir, Mankato, uh, UMass Lowell. They'll face off against the University of Denver. Northeastern Dunzo and the boys get a date with Western Michigan. Puck drop will be tomorrow at noontime. In the Hockey East champs, UMass draw the prolific Hockey East school, the University of Minnesota. A lot of local schools representing Mass in this year's NCAA tournament. You got to love it. Um, you boys have any predictions for who's going to win this year's Natty? I mean, the, the way uh, it's kind of hard, though, because obviously we, we had Dunzo on the pod. Great kid. Lead scorer, leading scorer in the hockey. This kid's an absolute stud. And you got UMass, like, fucking absolute wagon. Yeah, Dude, tough draw again. Minnesota first round, though. Yeah, that's so That's f- tough. That's tough. Wicked tough. Um, I'm going to roll Northeastern, man. There's a lot of kids that I know that point Dunzo. to Northeastern. There's a lot. There's a, obviously, you got Dunzo. There's a lot of kids that I know. like Devin you, Levi. Yeah, Devin Levi's Kobe nasty. Baker finals. Yeah, nasty. And then, obviously, you got yeah, Shazo, a good, friend's, a good friend of ours. Shout out Shazo. Um, there's, there's a lot of people that I know that uh, that went through the North um, Eastern Pipeline. So, go Huskies. Let's go. Yeah, no. Uh, so, I know this is going to be a lame pick, but I'm going Michi. They got too Michigan? much. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah they got too much, on them. too much firepower. Like Who they, they got first round? Uh, so American International. Oh, AIC. Yeah, yeah so they might, as well have, they might as well have Quincy College Club. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, 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 dude. <laughs> if that was the case, I'd be out there blocking shots. I'd make sure it was Eating a low pots. score. I, I, there'd be a low scoring game if I was out there. But um, uh, I see here Harvard fell just short. Oh, they play tonight. Yeah, yeah, of beating Minnesota State four to three. Wow. So hey, that's a tilt. Harvard, them boys. And the Harvard. Yeah, yeah that was actually a couple did the student of... section travel with them for the game. Nah, dude, they're too busy studying. Yo, they they're didn't studying. even. Yeah, they weren't even at the beam. Yeah, you no bring your textbooks to the beam. They're, they're zooming worry. into the fucking game. Like one kid's like fucking has a book in his face. <laughs> um. I know. I don't want to be square here and say it's Minnesota State's year because our, our interview with Johnny Mack last week seemed like it is Minnesota State's year. Um, 
I gotta go with Donzo and the boys. I'm hopping. Yeah, let's go. Eastern chain. Go Huskies. Go yo, Huskies. They're in, yo, Northeastern and Michigan are like separate brackets, so that'd be kind of heat. Let's go. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna ride with Dunzo and the boys. Devin Levi in between the pipes. If he gets hot, he can ride them, you know, all the way to the natty chip. Uh, and then Dunzo, if Dunzo just turns it on to the that next level in the playoffs, pots a couple here and there. Uh, they got a good shot. North I like the way you play in the team. hockey east. I like that. Yeah, that's Sally. Yeah, that's Sally, dude. I, I drove by, yeah. uh, I was, I was leaving, uh, I was golfing that day and I was driving by, um, TD garden and I saw like when you drive by TD garden, like, you know, like the billboard when you're going over, going over the Zacom and it said, it said one, one, like it was one, the one I'm like, who scored? And I looked at, I was like, it was, it was, yeah. uh, it, I was like, let's fucking go Dunzo. I was like, hell yeah. Little bump. <laughs> yeah. A little high slot bump. How are On the, on the peeper too. At home. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, Natty, no, nah, NCAA tourney for hockey's going to be big. Hockey, like. In college, doesn't get any recognition whatsoever, which sucks. It's electric. electric. It's yeah, electric. Very electric. Catch it on ESPNU oh, if, if you got yeah. it. Yeah. QATV if potential, you got it. <laughs> there's a potential, like, it, hey, two upsets. Like, we Northeastern's playing Michigan and Minnesota's playing uh, UMass. They put in the same bracket, so a couple upsets that could be seeing each other next you round. That'd be kind of heat. All right, moving on to our final and favorite segment. We're going to head over to the gambling corner and highlight some key matchups to end the week. And we also provide our analysis as well as give you some of our best bets for these games. Quickly recap last week's records. Bob and I both went five and four in the week. Snipsky's heater wore off. He went three and six. Season long standings. I currently sit at 29 and 28. Snipsky at 29 and 25. Bob leads the pack at 30 and 21. We got to pick up. Pick it up, boys. Jesus, sure. dude. I didn't think I was up that much. Holy hell. Yeah, it's it's been a rough go uh these past couple weeks. Um, but I'm feeling it this week. I'm ready to get back in the wing column. Dude, I might need to start betting, man. 30 to 21. <laughs> All right. So this first game we're gonna highlight is this Friday night as the Pittsburgh Penguins take on the New York Rangers. New York Rangers are 40, 19, and 5 on the year, 26 and 3 at home, 6 and 4 in their last 10. Pittsburgh, not too bad themselves, 39-16-10, and 21-7-5 on the road, 6-2-2 two two in their last 10. Pretty identical teams here, second and third in the Met. Only a couple points separate these two teams. We got the Penguins, we got the Rags in the Big Apple. What do you guys got here? Uh, all right, yeah, no, I'm taking Rangers. I like the Rangers. Nipsky's all over the Rags. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I like the Penguins all year, but... I think if Shersky's in net and they just got a cop and they get everybody settled in, I think they might look a lot different. Yeah. Um, this is tough. Yeah, it's a, this is a tough one, man. Uh, I'm going to go Rangers because I know the Rags had a tough out, um, tough outing last game. And I, I think they're going to gonna figure it out because obviously they got Andrew Cop and everything and and Tyler Mott, and I think Shasera can just have, like, one bad game. Like, also, you can't expect him to have, like, that um, just, like, completely just carry the team, you know what I mean, the night in and night out. He's going to have some bad games. I think he's going to bounce back because I'm assuming they're going to put him in that for that game. I'll go Rangers. Yeah. Tough one here. I think it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, Rags just loaded up at the deadline, but the Sony and the Pens getting Raquel. Ah, great goaltending matchup. I might as well flip a coin. I'll go Rangers. <laughs> Make it a consensus. consensus Why yeah. not? I'll go Rags. Rags at home. Rags at home. Twenty six and three on the year. Ah, tough to beat that, especially with Shesty and Net too. I mean, 
it, it's tough to bet against him. Um, all right, that's the only game we're really going to highlight on Friday. couple we got for Saturday, starting off with the 12-30 Maddening matchup. It's the New York Islanders versus our very own Boston Bruins. Boston 39-19-5 on the year, 18-10-2 at home, 7-2-1 their last 10. Islanders 27-25-9, 11-13-5 on the road, 7-2-1 their last 10. They've been playing well lately, those Islanders. Don't let them fool you. We got Isles, Bees, Bees at home. What are you guys thinking? Bruins, dude. The like, honestly, like we didn't do a Bruins recap today, but Bruins won three two. Boston had a Hattie. Lindholm had an assist. First game just looked absolutely sturdy out there. I think it was plus one on the ice. I don't. I think the Bruins are going to be the team to beat as of right now because of how like because we played so well going into the trade deadline and. That's even without Bergeron, man. We beat the Lightning without Bergeron. And I'm assuming he's going to be back for this game. And I don't think the Islanders even have a chance. To, like, to be, even if Olmark's in that, I don't think they even have a chance. Uh, Bruins all day. They finally got that left-handed defenseman that they've always wanted, that pairing they have with McAvoy. Uh, we're not shorthanded on the back end. We got Bergeron. We're trying to get Bergeron not to retire and not play as much defense as he has. Bruins all day. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I haven't gave out a puck line, but I'm giving one out tonight. Give it out. Puck line, pray to puck line, Jesus. Um, yeah, it's another consensus. I gotta go B's here. Been playing well. Addition of Hampus Lindholm. Uh big for the back end. Um, I think it's gonna be a tight one though. Islanders have been playing really well. Um, I think it's gonna be closer than most people think. Um, Early start here. too. Yeah, last time bees played a matinee, they absolutely shit pumped the Avalanche. So bees at home at twelve thirty. I'm all over it. All right, one other game we got on Saturday. It is a Canadian battle. It's the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames Battle of Alberta in Calgary. We got Calgary thirty eight seventeen and eight on the year nineteen six and six at home six three and one the last ten. Edmonton, 35-24-5, and 16-2-5 on the road, 5-3-2 in their last 10. They've lost their last two. Edmonton, Calgary, Battle of Alberta. Doesn't get much better than this. This one's easy. Here you going with Flames. Flames have been playing nasty lately. Even as, like, you see them as, like, minus 330, like, 300 underdog. I mean, uh, favorites on the book. Hammer them. Hammer them. And they're, well, I was looking at this too, that they're not even tied for the season series. They're losing the season series to the Oilers. So this is the last time for them to tie it up. I'm thinking it's going to happen. Give me the Oilers. Oh. I'm going Eddie. I'm oh. going Eddie. I think they come to play this game. I'm going over, doubling down. Edmonton in the over. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Um, Flames haven't really been playing that great like the past couple of games. They've been kind of like I wouldn't say slipping, but like that, like they they like had a meltdown the other night. Like they let up like two goals in like thirty something seconds. I don't know if they're gonna clean it up. I know Daryl Sutter, Daryl Sutter is probably barking at him and all that, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of a tough one, man. If because Koskinen has been playing great, like as of late, and I'm, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Koskinen's gonna be in there. And also, you got Marsham on the other end of the ice, but. Wait, who else would be in there though? It's not. They have um. <laughs> who's the other guy? Smith. 
Yeah, yeah is this Mike Smith? I, yeah, yeah, it's Mike Smith. Man, yeah. yeah, yeah, but like Mike Smith is like I won't say he's obviously he's not a great like option, but he's a vet. Yeah, he's a vet, but yeah, but I I didn't really like Koskinen in the beginning of the year. I thought he fucking sucked, but he he's he's been. He's been, he probably, I don't know if he's listened to this. He probably, I probably put a fire under, under his ass, but he, because he started fucking playing way better after I started uh, criticizing him. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at the role of Coco here. I might go Oilers because I don't know. Like the Flames, I just don't like what I'm seeing from the Flames lately. Uh, like I, I'll say we're a huge Flames podcast and everything, but, and I'm pretty sure, like uh, my, my um, prediction was them to make the Stanley Cup final, which I know they're going to do. They'll, they'll pick it up. Same with the Canes. Like they're both kind of, Kind of like not playing like their best hockey, but they're probably saving it for the playoffs. Yeah, I think the the Flames are due for a little bit of a lull here, hitting the uh, you know a soft spot. But um, yeah, give me Edmonton. Why not? Over two. Put that in the record. All right, moving on to Sunday. Sunday actually has a couple tilts. Starting off with Colorado Avalanche in the Minnesota Wild. Couple teams battling out in the Central. Uh, Minnesota 37 20 and 4 on the year, 27 and 1 at home, 6 3 and 1 in their last 10. Minnesota's actually won three in a row. Colorado 45 14 and 5 on the year, 20 10 and 2 on the road, 5 4 and 1 in their last 10. Abs Wild, we talked about the Wild earlier. It's probably going to be Flurry's coming out party. Yeah. It's, this game is going under. If anyone wants to bet an under, Kemper and Flurry. Yeah, this is going to go under, way under. Um, yeah. Like, it's it's going to be an absolute dogfight because what I've seen from the Colorado Avalanche, especially last night, they lost to a a really hard nosed Canucks team, um, Canucks team like three to one, and it was just a defensive battle. Like it was zero zero going to the third, and in the that's what the Wild have been doing too. The Wild haven't really been scoring in bunches as much as as of late, from from my understanding. So. I, I don't know, man. This is a tough one. I, I'll probably just I'll probably just take Colorado because they're just a better team. But if they're gonna put Flurry in there, like it, they, Flurry's definitely gonna be in there, and it's definitely gonna be a hard fought battle. I'm riding the hot hand. Minnesota won three in a row. Flurry and Net boys are gonna be pumped up for that one. So isn't Flurry. Adrenaline's gonna be absolutely running through them. Um, Excel Energy Center bringing the energy on Sunday. Uh, give me the Wild at home. Yeah, I, I'm with that. Uh, Avalanche, they don't always play up. I mean, they, like, they play down a lot. Obviously, they don't have nobody to play up to because they're the best uh, team in their conference. So they probably know, like, how many points they have in hand and fall asleep some nights, like, especially lose to, like, I'm not trying to compare the Wild to the Yotes, but I think this is a good spot for the Wild to make a statement. And if they got uh, Flurry in that, they're going to want to get him his first win as a wild. And yep, that's my pick. Love it. Last game we're going to highlight for this week. Um, it's a Sunday night matchup. It's a good one, too. It's the Florida Panthers, who are first in the Atlantic, facing off against the Toronto Maple Leafs, who sit second in the Atlantic right now. This is going to be a battle. We got Toronto 40, 40 18 and 5 on the year, 23 7 and 2 at home, 5 4 and 1 in the last 10. Panthers. 42 14 and 6 on the year, 16 8 and 6 on the road, 7 2 and 1 in their last 10. Panthers, the Leafs. Who you guys got? Panthers. I, uh, that's all I got to say. I just know they're going to be. You know my rule. Yeah. I don't no, bet on the Leafs. I'm, I, yeah. No, I think we all mutually feel like we all feel the same about the Leafs. We all hate them. Uh, like, 
they haven't played each other yet this year. They have like three games like they're playing. It's the first one, and it's gonna be a potential playoff match. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think if they meet in the playoffs, they're gonna get uh, the Leafs are gonna get so wept. Like I, like they're they're screwed. They have no goaltending. Jack Campbell, their best goalie's on is still hurt. Peter Morazic's in that, and he lets up a shit ton of goals. Uh, yeah, mismatch uh, here. Panthers definitely. I'm taking the Panthers. I'm tripling down on the Panthers this game. I'm going Panthers money line, over. Panthers team total oh, over, team total. and puck line all three. <laughs> Put it on the record. I'm taking the over. The, I'm taking the over, the under, the points, the spread, everything. <laughs> Give me it all. Oh my god, that guy on Cut Gems. What's his name? Oh, I don't even. know. I can't remember. Adam Sandler's character. Yeah. character. Yeah. I just came. <laughs> Give me it all. I want the money line, the spread, the over, the team over. Kevin got that rebounds. This is how I win. The way that movie ended was so fucked. Nuts. I was not expecting it. He just gets capped. I'm like, come on, dude. This guy won so much money. Yeah, like, literally just caught the bag, dude. And then, see and then his right? girlfriend takes all of it. Surpri- it's like, dude. Surprise, it wasn't the bookie. Just like, smell ya. Yeah. All right. I think that about wraps it up for us tonight. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in again to the High Slot Podcast. Be sure to check us out over on Twitter and Instagram at High Slot Podcast. Go swing us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at High Slot Podcast uh, for more daily hockey content. Before we go, Bob wants to sign us off with his fun fact of the day. All right, boys. So this one, this one's a little crazy. Cause like obviously, nuts. You know, we, 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 we've all uh, definitely committed this, and we probably owe a lot of money to this oh, to this geez. law. We definitely owe a lot of money to this law. Um, probably not Vinny though. Oh, I I don't even know what it is. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's what I'm saying. That you don't know it right now. You, you probably don't. You probably don't owe that as much as much money as everyone else in this room. That's all I gotta say. So, buttock mail was a. It was a tax that people once had to pay for having sex outside of marriage. <laughs> oh. <What? laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're getting slapped that, with like a yeah, fine no, in I, the mail. I knew yeah. it. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was kind of a scumbag. You got any more info yeah. on that? Scumbag yeah. fact. Getting frisky before your wedding day was a big deal centuries ago. That's why in 1595, Scotland introduced buttock mail which is a cheeky term for a Scottish poor law tax that people had to pay if they had sex outside of marriage. Imagine how much money people would owe. Dude, they, like, our government would have fucking caked if that was the... No more inflation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, dude? Dude, that would have solved so much shit in this country. It's like, oh, you just had sex tonight? All right, cool. I cough up like 50 bucks. You know, it's hey, like, oh, hey, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I ain't paying for play. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So technically, everything before oh, marriage is prostitution. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Coco is guilty as charged. Yeah, <laughs> slap the cuffs on me. Let me yeah. rot in the cell. Yeah, what's, what, what's I would have uh, On deployment, dude, I would have went bankrupt. If you, <laughs> if you have a kid before marriage, what's that? The life sentence no, right I'm there? all done. <laughs> Like 15, 25 to life, and then maybe you get promo, uh, pro- Lock me up, put me in the state yeah. pen. Dude, if you went to Fitchburg State, <laughs> your student loan, you're going to even more of a debt, dude. Like, if you be on top of your student loans, you'd be fucked. Yeah, I'm paying those forever. <laughs>
Oh, I'm already fucked as it is. I can't imagine <laughs> getting, getting hit with one of those fights. All right. All right. So I, I got two. I'll, I'll dish two because I like two of them tonight. There's another one. There's uh, It's kind of nuts, too. So it's like, all right. So you've in Switzerland, it's illegal to flush the toilet after 10 p.m. Like after 10 that p.m. That should be a law everywhere. Why? Why do you think that? Because, dude, what do you need to be flushing the toilet for that late at night? I mean, just to get rid of shit and piss. I don't know. Yeah, just let it stew there until the morning. Dude, that is ridiculous. Like <laughs> People are sleeping. I know, but dude, you really want shit just to stew in your house for like... I mean, like, who's dumping that late? I don't know. I gotta... Like, there's some people I, I gotta mean, do right, it. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you're gonna like rip a piss, yeah, you should leave that. But like, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, you're a sicko if you had dumping past 10 p.m. Anyways, wait, dude, wait, go wait, to bed. Wait, wait, you never had like one of those nights you had bubble guts I mean, like two no, or three I, in the morning? I have. Yeah, then you, you just let that shit float? Completely <laughs> no way, dude. You look me in the eyes right now and tell me that shit's floating. <laughs> no. Nah, exactly. Dude. dude, see, like, all right, so this is what they wrote. They said, I should. When I lived upstairs with Coxie, stew. just let that thing stew. He wakes up <laughs> in the morning, I like, take a shower. He's like, oh, what the Yo, fuck no, I, Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the steam of the shower, it just makes it even worse. Oh. All right, so if you if you're in Zurich, Geneva, Steam. or Bern, and need to use the toilet late at night, that's totally fine. Go ahead and do your business in those areas. Just don't flush when you're done. That's because it's illegal to flush the toilet after 10 p.m. in Switzerland. However, landlords can apparently in- interpret the law as they wish, so you might not end up in jail if you wake up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night and are too sleepy to remember the the flushing rule is forbidden. Dude, that is ridiculous. Imagine just get to imagine just getting up like middle sleep. You just gotta take a dump or a piss, and you just fucking just let it like flush. And then next thing you know, you're in cuffs. Yeah, you're like hammered. <laughs> you're like hammered from the night before. You just wake up, bundled, yeah. like rip a piss. All of a sudden, you like flush the toilet. You're like, oh shit. No, but no, <laughs> no, but you know? the the one thing I want to know here, like, when's what's the cutoff? 10 p.m. to what? Like, what are we talking like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Yeah, like, that's, that's a good plus, point. like, I want I want to know how loud these toilets are. Because, like, I understand, like, they can be, like, not every toilet's waking somebody up in the middle of the night, though. Those things must roll. Um, dude, imagine fucking calling, like, imagine you're just, like, so pissed off and, like, your girl just gets, like, you just had a fight with your girl and she gets up to take a piss and she fl- flushes at, like, 12 and you wake up, it pisses you off, you just call the cops, you're like, yo, my girlfriend is, like, fucking flushed. And they'll be like, all right, we're gonna be right over. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah. Well, those are my two fun facts. Hope everyone liked that. It was definitely... Uh, those are a couple of good ones. Yeah, those are a couple of good ones. I couldn't pick between the two. I was kind of um, tearing my hair out between the two of them. And again, thank you guys for tuning in for another podcast. That was definitely um, full of good laughter and a good interview. Um, trade deadline talk. A lot to talk about. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you, everything. Thank you for everything. And uh, see you next week. Appreciate it. Thanks. Peace.